The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. The first sign of trouble was a loud noise which happened when the engine exploded. Timothy Borman, 37, was sitting at the back of the plane when he said he heard a loud boom. All of a sudden, it felt like we dropped 100 feet. Everybody knew something was going on. This is bad. Like, really bad. A lot of people started panicking and yelling, just real scared. We were kind of out of control for a while. Seemed like the pilot was having a hard time controlling the plane. Honestly, I think we all just thought we were going down. We're all just really thankful to be alive right now. Thankful to God, thankful to the pilot. Matt Tranchin was sitting three rows behind the window that smashed. He described the chaos and said even the flight attendants were crying in fear. Flight attendants rushed up. There was a momentary chaos. Everyone kind of descended on where this hole was as passengers weren't sure if they were trying to cover up the hole, but the plane smelled like smoke. Jennifer Riordan was sitting next to the smashed window, and others next to her described holding her down for 12 minutes until the plane landed. Passenger Alfred Tomlinson of Corpus Christi, Texas, said he saw a man in a cowboy hat rush toward a few rows to grab the lady and pull her back in the plane. She was out of the plane. He couldn't do it by himself. So another gentleman came over and helped to get her back inside the plane. And they got her. Another passenger, Eric Zilbert, an administrator with the California Education Department, said from her waist above, she was outside the plane. She was rushed to the hospital immediately after hero pilot Tammy Jo Schultz took the plane into a sharp descent and made an emergency landing at Philadelphia International Airport at 11.27 a.m. Here's what it sounded like. Start looking for the airport. It's off to your right and slightly behind you there. And uh, altitude is your discretion. Use caution for the uh, downtown area. Maintain, uh, advise you to maintain at about 2,200 for uh, the MVA. Okay, could you have the uh, medical meet us there on the runway as well? We've got uh, injured passengers. Injured passengers, okay. And are you? is your airplane physically on fire? No, it's not on fire, but part of it's missing. Sounds like exactly what we want our pilots to be. Yeah. Schultz, a former Navy pilot and one of the first women to fly an F-18, quickly brought Flight 1380 to land, having calmly told the air traffic control, you heard, we have part of the aircraft missing. Jennifer was rushed to the hospital immediately after the plane landed. She didn't make it. As the plane made its descent towards Philadelphia, the crew warned passengers to brace for impact. When the shrapnel pierced the window, it depressurized the cabin and triggered the oxygen masks. Despite the chaos in the air, the landing was pretty smooth. We were with one engine for maybe 10 minutes. We decreased altitude from 8,000 to 5,000, and then when we finally landed, it was relatively smooth. Kind of a typical landing. The pilots and crew did a fantastic job. Passengers were taken from buses to the airport, from buses to the airport, from where it was where it stopped. 
It's not the first time the malfunction has occurred on a Southwest Boeing 737, but it's been quite some time. Passengers struggled to somehow plug the hole while giving the badly injured CPR to the woman. Those on board did some pretty amazing things under some pretty difficult circumstances. Think about when you're flying next time. Are you ready for it? Terrified passengers shared videos and photos of the age we live in uh, on board from the plane as they descended at 3,000 feet a minute until they leveled off at about 10,000 feet. One passenger filmed himself as he fitted his oxygen mask. Something is wrong with our plane. It appears we're going down. Emergency landing southwest flight from NYC to Dallas. Marty Martinez said as he broadcast live on his plane on Facebook, he paid an $8 to connect to Wi-Fi as the plane was going down. Think of that. You ready to pay the $8 for Wi-Fi as the plane is, everybody is in chaos so you can Facebook live? Marty did. He's the passenger who later told CBS the woman's injuries left blood everywhere. There were confused reports from other passengers that someone on board suffered a heart attack. Martinez added the plane smelled like ash once the window was open. He said flight attendants rushed over in shock and pleaded with passengers to cover up the hole. Southwest Airlines Chief Executive Officer Gary Keller expressed gratitude that no one else was seriously injured, but described the passenger's death as a tragic loss. It's a sad day, and our hearts go out to the family and loved ones of the deceased customer. He was not aware of any issues with the Boeing 737, which was last inspected on Sunday. No issues with the plane or engine were reported at the time. This particular plane, the 737, the Boeing, was considered the workhorse of the industry. The engine that failed had gone through 40,000 cycles. I know. I don't know either. Kelly said that it had been 10,000 cycles since it was last overhauled. Engines are typically overhauled at 30,000 cycles. The airline manufacturer, Boeing, said it was aware of the accident, prepared to cooperate. Boeing, uh, you know, we're gathering more information and stand ready to provide technical assistance. The engine which exploded only cost $10 million has a fan diameter of 68 inches. The engines are the most popular engines on the single-aisle commercial planes that are used. So the most popular engine on the workhorse of the plane that are flying people across the country every single day. The National Transportation Safety Board has said a preliminary examination of the blown jet engine shows evidence of metal fatigue. I don't know that you are able to catch that on a everyday checkup of a plane the wife mother co-worker friend who lost her life jennifer 43 year old graduate of university of mexico managed wells fargo's community projects in its annual united way community support campaign the family released a statement you know what it sounds like her vibrancy passion and love infused our community and reached across our country They're just sad they lost their mom and their wife. Can't blame them. The mayor of Albuquerque. She was a part of the fabric of our community. Tremendous and tragic loss. So the next time two things come to mind. The next time you say goodbye to a loved one, make sure you tell him you love them.
She was the mother of two. Sad. Very sad. You never, you never do know. You never do know. And a friend, a family friend of Jennifer, my heart is broken with the news of my good friend. She left a lasting mark on Albuquerque. So she lived her life great. She was an angel on earth. Now, the next time you fly, the last time I flew, I, uh, I guess it's, you know, bred into me from this place about being prepared, but I actually started thinking about what you would do, right? I mean, when you, if you sit in one of the uh, uh, middle seats with, uh, you know, the extended leg room, if you're not sitting up in business class, that's where, you know, it's where I like to sit because I, I need a little bit more room, you know, fat guy size. But they go through, they don't want you sitting there if you're not prepared to help in a time of an emergency because it's very possible, as we saw yesterday, that it could happen and happen fast. But God bless the pilot, Southwest. She was great, the crew. Of course, everybody kind of freaks out in the beginning, but many of the passengers and many of the crew, after that original holy crap moment, came to the rescue, helped people, saved people, tried to save people. Sad yet happy, right? I mean, it's very sad that Jennifer Reardon lost her life. Horrible for her family and friends, co-workers. But it does show that in times of need and stress, we're coming together. I think we need to take a look at that. We're coming together. It's not as divided as we seem every day on everything from going to the bathroom at Starbucks and go, not going to the bathroom at Starbucks to uh, saying bad things about a person who just passed away. <laughs> That's, this proves that Maybe we're not as bad as we think yet. Maybe we're not as bad as we think yet. I saw a lot of uh, a lot of really nice things said about former First Lady Barbara Bush, who passed away at the age of 92. And I saw a lot of really mean things said about the former First Lady Barbara Bush. The Barbara Bush that I know? I'm not a negative person. I loved the White House. I loved the people who worked there. I loved the life. I loved the fact that every day you could get up and do something that helped other people. But the marvelous part is that does not stop after you leave the White House. Rest in peace. She was the mom of a powerful family. Uh, Husband was former CIA, former president. Uh, oil mogul. They had children. One, uh, two children were governors, and one was president. Uh, that's a, it's a pretty good legacy. Nobody talks about George. He's in the back of the picture, right? That was George, right? He's the, he's, that's the middle son. Uh, I think it is George. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, and it's just—he's definitely the black sheep. Yes, he's the black yeah. sheep. He's the, George W. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> but rest in peace, Barbara Bush. She was always a good lady, and I know I've seen so many great works from her, her, her literacy campaign. How can you hate someone that wants you to read? <laughs> you can't. You can't. Welcome to the program. Jeff Fisher in for a Pat Gray today. Pat, uh, Pat Gray Unleashed program. Pat, a little under the weather again. I mean, perhaps we need to send uh, the troops out and see if we can get him back on top of the weather. What did I tell you? Not sure, yesterday. what the deal is? No, the transition takes a little bit. Oh, of that's time. right. You can't Some, rush these things. Sometimes they sometimes the medication isn't quite right, mm-hmm. and uh, you kind of feel queasy. You're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thank you. I yeah. forgot about that. Sure. So, say a prayer for them that uh, you know the transition what's, hormones are involved. So and that uh, balance you know, them out. You know? they they get them correct mm-hmm. in his body, so they know exactly where he's uh, <laughs> exactly where he's at. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the phone number. And you can uh, tweet uh, at Pat Unleashed, at Jeffy MRA, uh, at the Blaze Keith. You can hashtag us with put that in your pipe. Really, are you ready? I mean, this I, uh, this crash, or really non-crash, this uh, airplane incident uh, of uh, you know engine malfunction um, is, they're, they're so rare, and yet when it happens, it's so horrific. I see from my back porch and drive underneath to and from work every day uh, planes landing mm-hmm. at DFW International Airport. Right over the highway. Now, right DFW above. International Airport, the way I drive home or and come to work, you can look up in the sky and they have two main, two main landing strips that they bring in planes on. And those are road up landing almost all day long you look up there's a plane over the interstate ready to hit the landing strip and then there's one two three three planes rowed up two rows deep it's incredible and then there's a third landing strip off to the side i'm not quite sure what lands there but every once in a while i see a plan that a plane that lands there I think that's secret. I just want to point out to the audience um, that you explaining the direction you go home means that you did drive by the Barnes & Noble yesterday and could have picked up the James Comey book. But you know, please did continue. you realize that uh, that Barnes & Noble mm-hmm. is closed? Really? It closed shut right down. I, I find that hard to believe. I now look. They look open. <laughs> when you drive by, they look open. Sure. But as I was going by yesterday, mm-hmm. closed. How can you tell Close. from the highway? I think that's what it looked like. But you just said it looks like they're open. Usually, not yesterday. Yesterday it closed. It was dark. Everything was shut down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but my point is, my point is, we'll get to James Comey. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> no. My point is, is no. that. I mean, hundreds, thousands of planes yeah. land every day all over the world. Yeah. And nothing incident. happens. Yeah. And so when it's it's I know that we get bored. When they're going over safety regulations and what's going to happen and what's this and that when we fly, because it's like, okay, all right, big deal. But that one chance in a million, man, that something happens, if you're the one that can can help and save people and create create safety and save lives, that's great. If you're the one that's freaking out, that's not great. That's not good at all. 
one couple uh, I was reading about uh, in the plane yesterday uh, was sitting in the back and they, you know, watched all the chaos and they just held hands and prayed, she said. Worked out. Prayers were answered. So, like many Americans, you've got a gun at home for personal protection, right? I, I mean, really, probably everyone listening to this broadcast does. Uh, you have a gun at home for personal protection. Let me ask you a question. When was the last time you practiced with it? <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. That's why you need iTarget Pro. iTarget Pro. Home firearm training. iTarget uses your actual gun so you can become proficient with the firearm you're actually going to use in real life. And not only are you going to actually you know, use that firearm, but... If you're using it for home protection, isn't it better to know how to use it in your home? Yeah, and in fact, um, we practice this weekend, me and the kids, with our iTarget Pro system. Um, nice. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a great way to teach your kids without burning through the ammo and dragging everybody and all your stuff up to the range. <laughs> and, you know, you don't shoot holes in the holes in the wall or, or through books. Right. And, uh, in fact, I'll tweet out, I took a picture. Uh, I, my, uh, I got a picture of one of my children um, practicing with the iTarget Pro. I'll tweet nice. that out a little bit later on. So it utilizes your smartphone yep. with a proprietary app that uh, uses a laser in the place of the bullet and will detect exactly where your shots are landing. So you practice home defense where it matters most. Thank you. In your home. You can test different angles, maximize your tactical advantage, and most importantly, you do it using your firearm iTarget Pro. Right now, save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Offer code PAT. Save money, time, take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. The letter iTargetPro.com. Offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the Pat Gray on program. But uh, Pat, uh, Pat not here today, but thank you for hopping on the the ride, taking it with us. We appreciate it here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can uh, use that or you can tweet us uh, at Pat Unleashed, at Jeffy MRA, at uh, the Blaze Keith with the hashtag us. Put that in your pipe. Hmm. You know, so last night, something else, something happened in my life that mm. I'm reminded of why someone doesn't fix this problem. Why hasn't someone fixed this problem? And if I could fix it, if I had the brain power to fix it, I would. And it'd be worth it. It's a million dollar idea. I don't know why it isn't fixed yet. Okay. Why is it that my cable box the cable companies why have they not fixed the idea that if i say i want to record a show for my dvr whatever show it is it doesn't matter what show it is just whatever show whatever show you want to watch whatever show you've decided hey i want to watch that show there's the guide record set the timer i want that record maybe even i want it to go a little bit longer okay but 
for sure just brought that show. Okay, So the network airs something else before it, and it runs long. Okay, Then they go into the show I wanted to record. So I only get partial the show I wanted to watch. Why doesn't the cable box mark that? The cable box should have a mark or the show should have a mark or the channel should have a mark. I don't, I, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not quite sure how to make that happen. But I've complained about it enough. Someone should have fixed it by now. Mm. It should have been done already. Well, I, I, so that, yeah, I, I've, I've gotten around that problem before. When I used to have a DVR in the old school way, I would um, set it to record, especially sporting events, record however many hours past past the uh, end of the show. Takes care of it for you. Is that not an option for you? Okay. All right. Let's let's use that example. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's use that example. I'm going to get schooled. No, I'm just saying that's fine. Every show I have to set up three hours window at the end. Yeah, I mean that's that's annoying. I love the stuff that that's a problem for us though. I mean this is a it's a first world problem if there ever was one. But it's a million dollar idea, as Jeffy likes to say. I'm. I'm First world problem. How can this not? This is something that I can't barely stand. <laughs> this is One of my important, favorite man. shows. I've got to end up. It's, it hasn't showed up on the, on demand yet, which is going to make me watch the commercials when I want to watch the entire show. It's not up on demand yet, and then I, I I've, if I watch it, it's going to stop. You know, forty minutes into the show, right when it's getting interesting. That's yeah, a bad show. You didn't want to watch that one. So. Well, actually, I did, and I watched the first 40 minutes just so that I could make myself mad. But why? there has to be a mark. I mean, there's got to be a way that the cable box says, oh, hey, this person, the show, Bill's Pants Show, Wait. starts at 8 p.m. You like that show, but too? But the show didn't start in, at, until 8.15. Okay, well, we'll start the recording then. We'll record that show. That's what they want to watch. I don't care about the time. Yeah, you just want to see Bill's Pants. I want to see Bill's Pants Show, whether it's on... at. I want to record Bill's Pants Show so that I can come back at a later time and watch the entirety of Bill's Pants Show. So is it Bill apostrophe S Pants Show? No, it's Bill's, Bill's Pants. Pants? Yeah, like Bill's it's pants their show? show? Yeah. Okay. Just figuring out how to log this later for the interwebs. <laughs> There's got to be a way. Uh-huh. Come on. I, Stop you're it. You're looking at me, man. Stop it. <laughs> you cannot tell me that the cable companies cannot do that. I could never you set a VCR. cannot tell me. I couldn't set a VCR. Oh, well, I, yeah, no, I mean, I, can't I, mean, I, mean I always DVR. found that funny that, that that was such a joke because it really wasn't that difficult. Oh. It really wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, look. All I want is it fixed. That's all. That's all I so want. Where, I just want it fixed. Where were the pants when the DVR stopped running? Like, where were they? Right at the end, when it's getting extra, you don't know if they're going to use if it's if, if they're going to come out shorts or long. Wow, I know you that don't know if they're going to have you don't know if they're going to have the Sansa yeah. belt stretch stretch waist or if they're just going to go the regular size. You don't know that, mm-hmm. it's, and it's not on demand yet, so I'm not able to watch it. That stinks. More than 95 percent of the world's population breathe dangerous air. Mm. You know that 95 percent <laughs> of the world's population breathe dangerous air and. <laughs> Pollution contributed to millions of deaths last year, according to this World Health Organization study, which we're going to get to because I want to kind of cover that WHO study. But that also means that you are breathing some terrible air inside your house because if it's bad outside, it's bad inside. And that's when you need to replace your air filter. Go to filterby.com. When's the last time you changed 
your air filter. That's what I thought. See, that's why you go to filterby.com, America's leading provider of HVAC filters. That's why you go there. 600 different sizes, including custom options, all shipped for free within 24 hours, plus manufactured right here in the U.S. of A. Filterby.com. Now, they offer a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, whichever you need, removing pollen, mold, dust, all other aggravating pollution. But right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, which means you don't have to think about when to change that filter. They come right to your door. Oh, those are my filters. i got to change the filter. Filterby.com. 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 Breathe easier. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Pat Unleashed. Jeff Fisher in for uh, Pat today along with uh, Keith Malinak, uh, the usual uh, usual uh, suspects in for Pat uh, today. Thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride today. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Don't forget, uh, you can hashtag us. I'll put that in your pipe when you uh, tweet uh, at Pat Unleashed, at Jeffy MRA, or at The Blaze Keith. All right, so you heard uh, earlier in the broadcast that uh, I was unable to I wanted to desperately to stop by the one of the few standing Barnes and Noble stores mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Took a weird uh, which, way home, didn't you? Which is, uh, you know, I pass it every day. It appeared closed. I, I, I figured, oh my gosh, it finally bit the bullet. But you know, you're telling me it didn't. I, you know, maybe it's still open. I don't know. But I didn't get James Comey's book because someone had suggested that I read James Comey's book, uh, you know, and do bits and pieces like I did the Hillary book. Uh, but, you know, James isn't as interesting of a character as Hillary. Hillary lies more, has lied more, has a longer list of <laughs> that we know of, of people who have disappeared. They are no longer seen by other humans. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a way we can go about it. And I appreciate that we don't really care about, you know, Comey's out hawking his book, right? That's what he is. He's a disgruntled employee. Trying to sell his book. And I know that they have, uh, you know, the 10 takeaways uh, up on the blaze. That'd be the blaze.com uh, where Clomy believed the Clinton investigation was a no win situation. Did you? Loretta Lynch gave Comey an uncomfortable feeling. Really? So did, so did Trump. Uh, I, I believe you said, right? Comey doesn't regret reopening the Clinton investigation in the days before the 2016 election. Says Trump demanded his loyalty like a mob boss would. He may be compromised by the Russians. Really? Wait, what? Really? Because uh, Clintons aren't at all, are they? No. No. They're, they're public servants, Jeffy. He may have obstructed justice. Trump may have obstructed justice with one private request in the Oval. In the Oval. So he asked, he possibly, possibly asked you... Hey, could you do, take care of this? Now, 
Is it obstructing justice when you say no? If I say, hey, Keith. Yeah. Would you go across the street and rob the 7-Eleven? Mm. And you say, man, no, I can't do that. But what if I said yes? Oh, I'm sorry. We're doing a, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hypothetical. I'm ruining your no, example no, no, here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh-huh. And then, of course, uh, in, <laughs> the uh, my favorite uh, my favorite response from Comey, um, he talked about uh, – it was all about it was all about the hatred for Trump. I mean, this guy, people, these Washingtonians, man, they hate Donald Trump. There's an octave I've never heard from you. This by the way. guy can do zip, and I what makes me the most angry is that I don't really like him. <laughs> And, that's, and I'm talking about our president. Yes, you heard me, Donald Trump. I don't really like him. But you're forced to stick up for the guy every day. Because you're like, well, come on. He's not, he's, he's not doing that bad a job. And today we find out he's, you know, in private talks. Amazing we didn't know about it, right? You, you and the media, you and the mainstream media that are following uh, Washington, D.C. and Trump tweets and thinking he tweets and can't keep his mouth shut. We find out that he's got uh, private talks going on with uh, with Kimmy in North Korea, <laughs> and you don't even know about it till now. <laughs> they almost have to confirm him now, right? <laughs> you are lying. <laughs> yes, they I do. think that's why they pulled that card out. They're like, oh, okay, so we hear you're not going to confirm my guy. Um, uh, by the way, he's kind of working on something. Yeah, you by might. the way, it's already I already got him working. Yeah, <laughs> so. great point. But uh, so here's what we're gonna do. I know you. This we're gonna we're gonna listen to one. I want to hear one James Comey clip. We're not gonna go through them all. We're not gonna go through the entire interview. Can I pick one? Can I we're pick not gonna it? go through the whole thing. You can pick one that I picked. How about how about that? I can pick one that you. Yeah, picked. you can pick you can pick one as long as the one that I already picked. How many did you pick? One. Is this like a, a, a North Korean election? What do we got hey, happening yep. here? Okay. You write that President Trump is unethical, untethered to the truth. Is Donald Trump unfit to be president? Yes, but not in the way I often hear people talk about it. I don't buy the stuff about him being mentally incompetent or early stages of dementia. He strikes me as a person of above average intelligence who's tracking conversations and knows what's going on. I don't think he's medically unfit to be president. I think he's morally unfit to be president. Because he tracks conversations. Yes. Okay. No, he's he's uh, he's above average, above average. That's probably what and, it is. Uh, he's he's just, above uh, average intelligence. Above average. Yeah, he's above average mm-hmm. intelligence. And uh, but no, seriously. Do you, James? What is the definition of morally unfit for president to be president? Like, how do you define that? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, in, other news, in other news, Stormy Daniels. Uh-huh. Um, we've had a lot of, uh, according to James <laughs> Comey, we've had, I don't know, what, 40 out of 45 not uh, qualified to be president? Yeah. Seriously. Right. 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 I, I mean, I, I don't know what he's thinking about that. And look, he's... Not a legal thing. Right. I mean, so your job as the guy investigating this... And, and uh, as the head of the F... B.I., you know, the whole law thing. That's kind of what we're focused on. Yeah. Whatever. 
So, but that's how he gets around. Gets around. Uh, gets around it though, right? He's morally unfit. Mm-hmm. So, there's nothing we can do about it. We just have to find a way to live and work around it. And perhaps they can find a way that, uh, you know, that's why he ran it like a mob boss and uh, made me swear loyalty. And uh, you know, he obstructed justice when he asked me to do something. He didn't really ask me to take care of it. He asked me how the case was going, but I inferred that he wanted me to take care of it. So that's obstruction of justice, and and he's morally unfit for it. No. Yeah, he didn't even. No. He, but he said mm, that might be obstruction of justice. Like he right. can't. He's equivocating no, everything. Be, right, because Ugh. that's what he took out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, from what my understanding of 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 the one he that that he's referring to there for uh, obstruction is uh, Trump asked about the case mm-hmm. and he inferred that that meant he wanted him to take care of it and make it go Well, away. after he had escorted, uh, had everybody get out of the room. Well, okay. Trump sent everybody out of the room. I mean, that's, that's not smart. But here we go. I still say that he didn't like Comey because Comey was so much taller than him. Mm. How big are Comey's hands? Do we know? A lot bigger than his, because Comey's like six eight, sure, six seven. So he didn't. I still say, you know, because Trump did not like the idea of standing in a in a photo op with Comey, having Comey look down at the top of his head, <laughs> guaranteed. And I think Comey. Let's look at the big picture here. As far as problems President Trump is facing right now, I think what Comey says in a book is probably way down the list right now. They're trying to make it not so, but it sure is. Because I think he's got to worry about what what kind of evidence are they uncovering um, with his lawyer. Um, we've got uh, what is uh, Robert Mueller Ugh. finding with Russia. That needs to go away, too. That, I'm just that saying, witch hunt needs to stop. I'm saying Comey is so far down the list because it's not a legal proceeding. It's just like, let him right. have his five minutes... Right. Book book. And move yes, on. and he and apparently he doesn't really want to come out. He's not coming on any, uh, doing any interviews. He's with people that might push back a little. Yeah, and and I would say that a president that is guilty of obstruction of justice—that's a serious thing. But if we've heard the evidence so far, no, yeah, which is why he goes back to morally unfit, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask a great question: What is that? How do we define that? What is morally unfit? I mean, it, it's it, can't, a Marxist, it can't be just having fun with Stormy. Yeah, right? no, it, it can't be just having fun with Stormy Daniels. Is having a Marxist uh, ideology at 1600 Pennsylvania, is that morally unfit? Because we've been down that road. Yes, we have. How are we going to define this? But yeah, yes, we got Stormy we Daniels. Boy, what'd she do yesterday? Oh, Well, she's doing the right thing. What's that? She's saying that uh, she told Penthouse Magazine that she's going to donate the 130000 to Planned Parenthood. So. Quote, she told Penthouse Magazine, dot, dot, dot. All right. Look, she already has admitted that she's she's doing this. She showed up in court. Mm-hmm. Because she, she had the day off, so her attorney show up in court, right? Okay. Oh, I'm not going to court on my but day off. She's on her, tu- she's on her, she's on her strip tour. Uh, around Make America Is Horny. Is that what she's doing? Yeah, Make America Horny again. Okay. That's what the tour is. She's even said that she doesn't She doesn't like the... I, I wasn't crazy about the name of the tour. Oh, but we're going to do it anyway. Oh, okay. But that she's making... She's doing, uh, you know... You, you, she's doing performances mm-hmm. around the country at different venues. Now, you may have to pay to get in those venues a cover charge, like you do all those venues... And then you have to pay an extra fee 
to be a part of a close-up booth setting around a particular stage that Stormy will perform on. You know way too much about this. <laughs> Wait, I just answered the question. What's morally unfit to be president? Me? Jeffy? <laughs> <laughs> because I know about strip clubs? Yeah, no, no. That's that's only They're the tip of the iceberg. Uh, strip clubs are Are they really? They try to nickel and dime you for everything. Do they? Oh, man. You gotta, like you just gotta, to get in, probably, gotta, right? Yes, you got to pay a cover to get in, and the girl at the door expects a tip, and then you got to get a for what? Uh, no, no, for I, for, I for, for opening the door? <laughs> yes. What? No. Everybody gets a tip. Everybody gets a everybody gets a cut. Everybody gets a cut of what you're going to spend, and then you got to have a, you know you got to have a pocket full of <laughs> spin uh, doctors. Pocket full of you know money. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was going with that. Pocket full of that. Mm-hmm. Pocket full of money. Because everybody wants their cut. And heaven forbid that you just actually wanted to come in for a beer. Because, I mean, it's so hard to find heaven a place that serves alcohol. That it's like, come uh, in for a beer. They won't leave you alone. Wait, you mean they have they won't leave you alcohol alone. They come up, hey, Applebee's? You, they won't know. leave you alone. They just keep know. coming up and bugging you. Hey, how you Strip doing? Club. What are you doing here? I'm right? Mm-hmm. I like, you know, you might like the ambiance. Like what? The windowless building. Do I like the obvious? The, the, the lighting. And the, like the, the aroma, windowless building. The, 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 the aroma. What is it? What does it smell? And the like music. Yeah, the music. They always have. They always have great uh, music. <sighs> okay. You can't find disc jockeys like that anywhere else. Okay. Do you know that, Keith? You bet. I have not. I've never been inside a strip club. Can you That's believe it? That's a lie. That's not a lie. You're an adult male mm-hmm. in America. I've never been inside a strip club. I'm, I just haven't. Sorry. Haven't had the need there, Jeffy. <clears throat> that is What's in front of you? sad. What's in front of you there? That is sad. What's in front of me is, is David Hogg. <laughs> Oh no! I heard they're talking about you were, strip hoping, clubs. you were hoping I was going to do no. the bulb shot lip bulb commercial, but no, no. but no. <laughs> I knew that would throw you throw you off. That's right. That's uh, what's in front of me, yeah, pal. Okay. You want to talk strip clubs or you want to go David Hogg? Gambled and lost. Strip clubs, please, <laughs> Alex. Let's do strip clubs for twenty. And a lot of the clubs actually have pretty good food. I have actually I have pretty good food. They have pretty good chefs that work there. Do they? Yeah, they do. What do the chefs look like? They Seriously. Do. They're chefs. Club. They're guys. They're okay, I don't know. I, I mean, you just told me that a chick opens the door for you and expects a tip. I'm saying, oh my gosh, it's like yeah, everyone no, there? Yeah, that's cover charge. You take the cover charge, then you gotta. everybody gets a cut. Everybody's got the bartender gets a cut. The waitress gets a cut. The door girl gets a cut. Stupid. Everybody gets their cut. Well, that's stupid. I'm cheap. I'm definitely not going to a strip club now. But but it's your you know the 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 entertainment or the ambiance is is worth it sometimes. 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 Oh yeah, there there's there's there may be uh, there may be places in America that Ooh. aren't worthy of the payment that you have to make. So what's David Hogg up to now? <clears throat> He's not worthy of the payment you have to make. I guarantee you that. No. Guarantee you that. What does uh, what does our king pushing say? for another boycott? Oh goody. Pushing for another boycott. That's what David's up to. You know, he got slammed with the 420 deal. We didn't talk about that yesterday. He but totally he got screwed hurt. that up. He got Can hurt I say bad. that? I said he screwed up. Oh, no. Is Be that, careful. No, don't. Did I just offend don't. the Messiah? No, he he okay. he miscommunicated. Okay. He didn't screw up. So don't what did you, he say? What did he say? You, 
dare say David Hogg screwed up. Okay. Hey, pal? Yeah. Or we'll go back to strip club talk because he miscommunicated. Oh, he's miscommunicated. He miscommunicated. He said that we should all walk out wherever we're at on 420. Oh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Now, right. he said okay. it was a mistake on his end. But he wanted people to do that because it was the anniversary of Columbine, correct? Well, uh, no. Hmm? No. No, at 420, he wanted to remember, you know, go against gun manufacturers and, and school shootings in, uh, in uh, Parkland and okay. uh, the boycotts and walk out and show that we count. Okay. Now, speaking of Columbine, though, huh, at 420, it's funny you mention that because that's the, that's the Columbine anniversary and it's also pot day. <laughs> But uh, the Columbine people, they actually have a whole thing set up that they do. Every year every on April 20th. Year that's called, uh, oh, I don't know, Day of Service. Okay, so that's how Columbine um, remembers the victims. Thank you. And they've been remembering their victims longer than David Hogg has been on this earth. <laughs> I would like to point out to David Hogg. So, look, he... He said he was sorry. Okay. Well, for what? For, for miscommunicating? Miscommunicating. He oh. didn't miscommunicate. So, look, he that was, you know, this is what Columbine community would like to see on 420 and he hashtag day of service. One thing about David Hogg I'd like to point out is that I'm sorry that it troubles you to use one of your Twitter characters for periods in your <laughs> tweets, but could you please work them in every now and then? Thanks. <laughs> now, David Hogg, who now has more than. 764,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, BlackRock and Vanguard Group are two of the biggest investors in gun manufacturers. If you use them, feel free to let them know. So go after them. Good for you. And, uh, you know, David, look. I mean, he's never going to go away now, right? He's just never going to go away. They're going to be jamming down our throats forever. He's going to be on TV. People are going to be talking about nope. him. And no, we can stop forever. right now. No, we can just Never stop right now. going to happen. Right? Stop right now, and then he will have gone away from talk about him. this conversation. always going to be saying, hey, uh, David Hogg, David Hogg. That's what they're going to be saying forever. It's going to be the, they're never going to stop talking about David Hogg. People can't. You can't stop. Like, I, like if I wanted to right now, I couldn't do it. Give me this right there in front of you. Just I can say, me. hey. Give me that thing. I want to tell you about a new sponsor to the show called Bomb Shot Lip Bomb. There you go. But I'd, I can't do that because I'm going to have to continue to say David Hogg. And I'm going to do the Bomb Shot <laughs> spot while your mic is kept down in the other room. Wade, the founder of Bomb Shot Lip Bomb, developed lip cancer from constant sunburn over the years. Think of that. How bad does that stink? And his skin cancer became so severe he had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced so he became instantly frustrated with the standard lip balm products. The tubes were cheap. The product was subpar. And he was tired of finding a gooey mess in his pocket at the end of the day or even uh, uh, crushed up. They don't, you know how bad they are. You know how bad they end up if, you just, if they're left in your pocket forever. So in 2010, he took matters into his own hand and started Balm Shop Lip, lip Balm. Okay, now this is what I like this. His, 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 the idea was he just did it for himself. Right? He was in the garage and he saw the saw the shotgun shells, and uh, he started doing it for himself. And then he started doing it for his friends. His friends were like, "Hey, that's that's pretty good. You make one for me, sure, no problem." He started making them, 
And then his wife was like, Wayne, duh, why don't you make it into a product that makes us some money, put some food on the table? <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh my gosh, that's that's probably a that's probably a pretty good idea. So he started Balm Shot Lip Balm in Boise, Idaho. Fast forward seven years. 3,000 stores nationwide, 100% American made, and also available all right here from us on theblaze.com. All you need to do is go to balmshot.com. Balmshot.com. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Use the promo code PAT. Purchase their six-pack. You get six different varieties, so you can try them all out. You receive an extra tube for free. Buy six, get one free. Pretty sweet. Oh, did I mention free shipping? No? Yep, you get that too. Balmshot.com. Promo code PAT. Balmshot.com. Promo code PAT. I mean, I'll say it one more time before I have to say that guy's name again. Balmshot.com. Promo code PAT. PAT Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network yeah and you know listening to sports radio when i was a kid growing up in atlanta i heard all sorts of advertisements for places like that so i spent many years oh we're back uh, on the air i spent many years in uh, tampa bay (laughs) Uh uh-huh and uh, tampa bay is uh very familiar with uh fine strip clubs fine fine strip clubs there may have been some that uh, weren't up to par i don't even want to know how one but the same companies I know in Atlanta, a couple of the big ones do uh, in Atlanta also owned a couple oh, okay. in Tampa. Scary. And uh, <laughs> you know that I can't, I can't remember that guy's name. Gosh darn it! That uh, owned the company from Atlanta that had clubs in Atlanta and Tampa. He made a fortune doing those hmm. stupid clubs. Just a fortune. Hmm. And you've never been to one. No. And then we had, of course, Tampa was famous for uh, uh, Joe Redner and the Bonds Venus. I mean, that's world renowned. Now, the Mons was a pretty small club, but it was just world famous there on Dale Mabry. Okay. I used to see Joe at the... I am familiar with Dale Mabry. I used to see Joe all the time out to lunch on Dale Mabry at the salad place. At the salad place? Yeah, what's the, what's the restaurant? That Shut served? up. You've never had a salad. In the, fact... No, you, I didn't go there to eat salads, but a lot of people did. Okay, What was yeah. the restaurant that had that had uh, uh, as big as salads, but they also had you know soups and breads and pizzas and ice creams, and it was all you could eat? Like 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 a like a long um, shoot I can't remember really the but he used to go he used to have his own booth over there. Okay. And, uh, he, Joe would actually eat a salad. Okay. Not me. Sarah, can you please Not get me. the picture ready because I would like to uh, <laughs> I'd like to inform everyone that today is National Animal Cracker Day. You have a picture? What? It's National Animal. Oh, I love Animal Crackers. National I've Animal been a fan Cracker of animal Day. Crackers for a long time. And uh, there's our boy Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time Courtesy ago. of the real Mrs. Jeffy. You can find that's, her on uh, Twitter as well. That's, uh, oh yeah, that's really... That, provides that picture for us of uh, Jeffy wow. loving him some animal crackers. I was, now I was, I was even fatter then. Holy cow. Now, but you'll recall, do you remember in New York? I used to keep one of those in my uh, office. Remember that? Yeah, you, Sam's Club animal crackers, yeah, man. That's good. You would come in there 
and you would see that I was in there. Oh, thought you were gone already. Wait, why does it matter if I'm here or not? And you're looking right at my huge jar of I animal just, crackers. I need to use the room. You need to, to use, use the, the room. What you need to use the room for, Jeff? I have production. You wanted to see uh, how many animal crackers were left. Some production. There you know, I kept a count on those animal crackers. So I'd come in the next day and go, there's only 192 left. <laughs> this is a good <laughs> there rule. There were 212. If, if you find a person at work that has animal crackers, you know, like those big yeah. containers like that, uh-huh. here's a good good tip. Bring an empty Ziploc bag with you every day. Is there all you? I'll tell you. I know how you did it. I left a mark on the side of the jar. I knew when you were in there. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, welcome to it. Jeff Fisher in for Pat today. I got you. Pat uh, still living in, uh, under the weather, but yeah, we'll yeah. get him back. Uh, we'll get him back shortly as soon as he uh, as soon as we drag him up out of the uh-huh. out of the weather and he's yeah. up on top of the he's weather, he'll be back. Yeah, got it. We're ready so, to go. Can I talk about David so, Hong, please? I'm sorry. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. You just just two seconds. I need two seconds to talk about this. I couldn't talk about this punk anymore. Individual. You mean this young man, Messiah? Uh, So fidgety widget. Thank you for this tweet. Wanted to know if we'd seen this. No. So here's what happened. So we just got done talking about David. David. Hold on a second. Nah, we don't need that crap. Give me a quick recap because he talked about uh, talked about uh, he was apologizing. Mm Because he misinterpreted a day or yeah, misrepresented. Yeah. He's calling for boycotts. And he calls for a boycott <laughs> of the BlackRock and Vanguard Group, are two of the biggest investors yeah. in gun manufacturers. If you use them, feel free to let them know. Thanks. That passive-aggressive wink. And then a little emoji there. So but then he puts a hashtag boycott Vanguard, hashtag boycott BlackRock. So Kyle Kashov, the, the, uh, the, the, the kid in Parkland that has a head on his shoulder during this whole thing. <laughs> yes. He tweets at David Hogg. He said, David, BlackRock owns part of Twitter. Time to fully boycott BlackRock and log off Twitter. Boom. Bye. That is a mic drop for the ages. Thank you, Kyle. That oh, my awesome. gosh. So, David, time to boycott BlackRock. Bye-bye. That is fantastic. Get out. Get go out. away. Go away, man. Oh, It's not going to happen, but go away. No. That's great. So great. Uh, I wonder what his reply. He, he just he either doesn't say anything about that at all, mm-hmm. just like it never existed, or he's gonna have to he's gonna have to comment, right? He's gonna have to. Uh, gonna well, have he tweeted to. two hours ago, so guess he didn't log off. <laughs> oh no! Oh, and he's oh, okay. I'm not. I can't. No, talk you're, about, you're David Hogg. No, you're about you're deep in David no, Hogg. No, talk about world anything. Now. Talk about anything. You else. are deep in David Hogg world now. Oh. Okay, so uh, I'm thinking about. Uh, I thought maybe what I'd like to do, uh, as long as I'm, uh, you know, we're doing a, the afternoon show here for Pat or late morning, early afternoon show for Pat, is that uh, during the day, every day, I, you know, like stories on Twitter. Sorry, David. And uh, I like them, you know, I see a story and I like it and I like it. And I thought, well, you know, maybe we'll just do a, you know, we can go down the list of stories that I like on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeffy MRA. You can follow at Pat Unleashed or The Blaze Keith. 
Um, if you want to, you know, hashtag the store, the the show, no problem. Hashtag us with uh, put that in your pipe. But uh, one of the things that I found, and I found another problem that Keith is going to say is a first world problem. Mm. It's a little, it's a little disheartening. What's going on? Yeah. Twitter. If I like something on my phone, in my Twitter account, or I like something on my laptop, say, yep. I should when I go to my like section on Twitter, let's say I'm on my laptop, and I go, oh, what did I click like on? It tells me what I clicked like on on my laptop. Wait, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And if I go to my phone, yeah, my then- phone tells me what I liked on my phone. But they don't cross yes. over. There's no crossover. Isn't that weird? How can I live? How can I live? How I like, can I live? I, I can't like survive. That. I liked that. I know I like that. Wait, am I just losing my mind? Right. You bringing this up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the things we want to worry about. I can't. I can't take much more. I mean, <laughs> I have to look at more than one device to figure out what I liked on my social media account. So wait. So wait a minute. So then, then someone... You have to run an experiment. We'll run an experiment. Like I already did. What I'm saying is I will like something that you tweet, and you tell me if it shows up, if my like shows up on your phone and on your computer. I don't know. <laughs> Boy, because we have time. Oh, yeah, that probably that, 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 that does happen. Well, I want to know if you're seeing it. Like, is the, is the other person seeing it? Yes. The like? I get, it's just I, not I showing up on the other deal? I get okay. alerts. I get alerts. Uh, it shows up on, on right. yours, yes. I see on both of those. Yes, under your notifications. Okay. So that's not... It's just it's just a weird thing between the same account. Yes, they're not. They're you're logged into whatever separate account, and that's where it keeps track of what you're doing. But it doesn't share to the main account. So weird. That is kind of weird. I'm surprised. It I mean, doesn't. I wouldn't know how to design an app or a website or anything, but I can. I have the authority to say that's not right, Twitter. See, that's <laughs> fix it. Don't make me. Don't make me boycott BlackRock. Don't do it. Okay, don't do it. It's so sad. It's so sad. So anyway, I go through, uh, I'm scrolling my, uh, we'll go to one device at a time. It's device like Twitter. (laughs) Uh, And we start uh, just top to bottom, uh, late to early yesterday. So we had the papers uh, about this story yesterday, and I just never got to it. But uh, the judge, Kimba Wood, ruled against uh, President Trump and Michael Cohen today in federal court. She's a Clinton confidant. And was chosen by Hillary to be attorney general. She also officiated George Soros's wedding. It's a small world, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny how that just works out. Huh. Amazing. So, now, according to this tweet, uh-huh. at the end it says, can you say deep state? Oh, geez. But I don't know that I'm going to go that far. But I will say that it's fascinating. Uh, also, uh, Mike Pompeo, CIA chief, uh, met secretly with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Uh, we found that out. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Amazing. Amazing how you did that. that just happened. and you, We weren't even aware of it. And uh, so, wait, is he the official CIA director yet? He has not been confirmed, right? Uh, Pompeo? I mean, because I thought we, we talked last week. He, no, they have no because you know Rand Paul's still saying how he's not going to. Yeah, because we talked last week. Remember, he he had that uh, run well, in Pompeo, with uh, what's his face from New Jersey, Cory Booker. Yeah. On uh, on uh, being a Christian, mm-hmm. and we were thinking that that would cost him the the directorship, right? Well, Pompeo is CIA. 
but he's being confirmed for um, uh, Secretary, Secretary of State. State. Right. So he's oh, right. over so there he's acting still doing as CIA, CIA yeah. but by revealing that he's working alongside that's you know, Secretary of State stuff, North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's Secretary of State stuff. And then, of course, we heard the uh, you know Barbara Bush passed away in her Houston home uh, yesterday. Uh, ICE arrests 225 in six days during New York operation. Oh, darn. Darn them. I, I wish they wouldn't. I wish they'd let those people alone. Oh, wait, they did for years. Now they're just catching up a little bit. Okay. Time's up. Hey, isn't that a catchy thing? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Uh, breaking uh, yesterday, uh, Representative Charlie Dent announces he'll resign in May. Wow, they are all jumping ship, man. Why are they jumping ship? What is going on? I don't understand what the uh, problem is. The Republic is. is falling apart. Is that the answer you were looking for? What? No, I was looking for No, you're me. looking for something more? Uh, no, I was, I was hoping that. I mean, that kind of covers it right there. I mean, a lot of people have said that. But I was hoping to... Uh, to what? To, to, to lie to the people and say everything's going to be okay? Oh, no. Stop, yeah, stop me before yeah, I start that, talking about red balloons yes, floating in the kind, sky. That's kind of oh. what I was... That's kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> so and this tweet, uh, which I found fascinating, uh-huh. and the thread on it Here is unbelievable. Okay. Whose tweet is it? Uh, Alyssa Nutting. Alyssa Nutting. Uh, my daughter started crying at the dentist's office because the dentist is a boy. And the dentist said, sorry, there are no girl dentists at this office. And my daughter looked at me and said, why did we come here? And then there, off goes the thread. So you're dissing a medical professional solar on gender and not qualifications. That's pretty awful. A small child, and I mean, it goes on and on and on. Both ways. Both sides. Uh, love and hate of this particular tweet. And at the very end, you find it, one guy comments that, I don't even think it's real. The whole thing is not real. So there are, are hundreds of hmm. of replies to that. And uh, the, now they're, you know, at the end, it's like, not even real. It's like a Glenn Beck story. This, you know, would have been a great story if any of it were real. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. and yes, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually, I want to, I want to back up just a little bit to last hour. Okay. I, I apologize, beep, and then we'll get back beep, to, we'll beep, get back to. Beep. Why would I be making a? Dive what? <clears throat> the. Beep. Beep. Uh, the restaurant. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I mean, in, of course. Why Tampa. would you not talk about anything? I was but... just, somebody just texted me. Uh, my man Chuck in Tampa just texted me, texted me uh, Sweet Tomatoes. You remember Sweet Tomatoes, right? Nope. Come on, Sweet Tomatoes restaurant? I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't think so. What? Is it sweet a... Tomatoes, yeah. It's called Sweet Tomatoes. I mean, I, was a... There was the Green Tomato or something like that where I lived. No, that was Fried Green Tomatoes. That was a movie made from I know, Georgia. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Restaurant. I, I don't know. Is this a, is this a national thing? It sounds good. Uh, I don't know. I don't, no, there's not. What, what are you talking about, man? Oh, someone has just hacked it. You know what? I want to. I want to. I want to tell you that someone has just hacked into my Twitter account. Oh. Well. And made it the same as my phone. My Twitter account on my laptop has just updated to match my phone. What? We were just complaining that it wouldn't do that. It just did. What are you talking about? It's the, working the now. Tweet, it's doing the what it's tweets to do? that I liked uh-huh. on my phone are now showing up on my on my. Somebody laptop. Twitter got upset with you, and they were like, "All right, give him the magic code, whatever." Just thank you, Twitter. Let's do this. Thank you. 
I love you for that. They were just trying to drive everybody nuts, and then you you spoiled it for them. I appreciate it very much. Hmm. So, but I'm running a t- I'm running an experiment on Twitter right now at the Blaze Keith. <laughs> I want as many people as possible to like a tweet because I'm doing an experiment for the good of the show. Of course, and let's just see you know of course it shows is. up and stuff. And of course, it's a good it's really of the show. Just a really lame way to get people to. So you know, Amy, she takes uh, she takes questions from people. You know, dear Amy. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember the Ann Landers? Uh, sure. The Ann Landers. And what was her sister's name? Uh, dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. And then dear, now it's dear Amy. Okay. All right. Dear Amy. Okay. <clears throat> I'm in a quandary. Oh, no. When my husband and his three brothers divided up what was left of my in-law's possessions after my father-in-law died, we received the majority of photos. I finally have time to go through and sort them. In the process, I came upon a very large photo that was taken in 1934. It showed everyone from my mother-in-law's Halloween office party. Mm. Almost everyone in the photo was dressed in a costume, and Mm. that's where the problem comes in. Mm? What can be the problem? It's a Halloween party. What's the deal? There must be about 50 to 70 people in the very large photo. Four of them are in blackface. Mm. Although I am appalled by this, of course you are. I also feel that as a piece of my husband's family history, and I've told my children about it, and while no one is okay with it, they're also torn because it's part of the past. That is appalling. But their grandmother is in the photo. I feel it's something that needs to be addressed because, to paraphrase a great quote, if we don't learn from history, we're bound to repeat it. That's cute. Dear Amy replied, Burn the picture. Wait, never talk about your no. She <laughs> never talk about your mother-in-law again. <laughs> and get off my phone. She is a racist <laughs> pig. <laughs> okay. Actually, uh-huh. uh, they talked a little bit about. Uh, she talked about you should consider donating the photo to an archive that will place it into context. Um, now she mentions uh, uh, image of the black in Western Art Archive at uh, Harvard University. I would say if you're going to donate it, you can donate it to Mercury One, hmm. uh, the Mercury One Museum. Uh, we also have a, a lot of a pretty growing collection of the uh, horrible, you know, like the the slave and black salt and pepper shakers, coffee. There's a whole line of of uh, things that were just terrible. Really, I mean, they really were terrible. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know how terrible the blackface is. I mean, that was pretty common in the, you know, in those days. People would do that as a as right, a Halloween. Right, right it was an easy Halloween 50s outfit. Television, yeah, yeah, it was an easy Halloween outfit. Um, and you know, we had plenty of uh, we had a number of black people that would do whiteface. Huh. Right? So, I, I was it horrible? It's <laughs> dumb. That's all it is. Dumb for it's just it's just dumb looking. I don't even it's not even funny. But no, I know that. But it's still you know it's a, it's an old family yeah. photo. It is history, as we remember. I mean, it is like yeah, that's your grandma's office party, and that's where they people dressed like that in those days, and they were stupid. Move on. That one right there is your grandma. She's not in blackface. You know, maybe she is. I don't know. Maybe that's the problem. No, she she said there's just four <laughs> people. Yeah, she didn't say including his grandmother right. or whatever. Yeah, I know that's. I know she didn't say that. <laughs> But it's very possible that Grandma, you know, is. Hey, look, if just donate it to Mercury One, it's real simple. I Definitely don't, don't destroy historic items. Just don't. Oh, no, I mean, why? It's silly. You can't. 
look, you're not going to. You're not, it doesn't do anyone any good to destroy it mm-hmm. at all. It does actual some actual good if it's out and we can talk about it. Speaking of Mercury One, you know Mercury One is taking applications for the leadership training program. Uh, go to uh, mercuryone.org slash LTP. Uh, first week session starts May 28th. Second week session, June 11th. And then there's a third two-week session starting July 9th mercuryone.org slash LTP, the leadership training program, uh, last year was uh, unbelievable. And we talked to the class at the end. And it was incredible. I saw them. Actually, I, I actually uh, got a double whammy of that. I got to see them coming in. For some strange reason, I happened to be doing something with Mercury One when uh, the first class was coming in. So I got to meet them when they were first coming in, yeah. all uh, wide-eyed and scared and not quite sure what to expect. Well, that's because and it was you they end, were meeting. And, and then at the end, they scared. talked about uh, how much they had learned and uh, how much they'd gone through and what uh, what a great what a great class it was and what a great program it was. So there's going to be speakers, guest lecturers. So just go to mercuryone.org slash LTP. Okay. One of the... Uh, one of the coolest things that I have seen in a long time is they found a Nazi sub mm. rumored to have smuggled Hitler to South America at the end of World oh, War II. Oh, yeah, they now, did. Now, this particular one, but see, I, this headline is misleading mm. because it talks about uh, rumored oh. rumored to it have smuggled Hitler to South America at the totally. end of World War II. Totally discovered at the bottom of the sea, 10 miles north of Denmark. Well, this particular submarine didn't, and they're even saying it didn't. This one was going to Denmark. You know, I mean, they, it was weird. However, we'll get into that, because I remember, as this entire story talks about this particular sub, and what they were made for, and what people thought were was happening, and that this sub wasn't that. But I remember, and we looked it up, I remember not too long ago, we found out that they found a Nazi submarine off the coast of South America. And that's the one that Hitler arrived on. (laughs) Okay. Mark my words on that, okay? Uh, Hunting Hitler. Go watch it. So Glenn Beck and Tanya Beck, you've heard those names before. Glenn's like the guy that owns the joint, Blaze. Well... He started real estate agents I trust. Why? Uh, Because they tried to sell their house for a long time and never sold. And they kept going through real estate agents. And uh, every time a new one would come along, they'd have to pour new bread juice on their house so that people would try to, it would smell like bread. (laughs) And people would buy it. It never worked. Now, most people have a very bad experience. Uh, You know why? (laughs) Because they hire uh, not the right person, you know, like the family member, like uh, Cousin Fred, who is uh, is a real estate agent, but not a realtor. Mm. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) Hmm? these are real estate agents I trust. Home is the biggest investment you're going to make all your life. You need to have rock-solid advice. If you screw up buying or selling a home, financial impacts that can last for many years, believe me, financial impacts that for many years. And what you want to do, the object of buying a house and selling a house is, you know, buying as low as possible and selling for as high as possible. And hopefully there's a difference there. But there were a number of times where I, my impression was that it was buy high, sell low. That doesn't work out. 
The numbers do not work out. That's Jeffy math. And they has financial impacts for a lot of years. Uh, real estate agents I trust. Network of over 1,200 agents all over America. Rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. Their experience, their marketing plans, their character, and the results they get for their clients are the barometers the team uses to ensure the network is made up of only the best agents in America. One of the other things that's kind of nice. They're also fans of the show. Uh, they share, share our values. Your values. So if you need to sell a house fast and for the most money, or if you're looking to buy, real estate agents I trust, and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town, realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. We need to reschedule. Yes, remember that reschedule. They better not give me a fine. They better not give me a fine. A fine? No, right? it's a fee. And plus, if it's not twenty-four hours notice, they will, man. No, they don't. Are you telling me you want me to write a reminder for you to if I... cancel your appointment? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I'll call them tomorrow, a couple hours before the before the appointment. People love that. Oh, I mean, they love I, that. I know I, I do when people do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm writing you a note. I am that kind of guy. I'll call. I just it, here. This is this is how this is how I do it, and I appreciate it. Right. Do you have my wife's Gmail account? Do you have my wife? Are you? Uh, I'm afraid. A how do I answer that? Do you have my wife's G chat? <laughs> I know I don't have her G chat. Right. Well, th- this is yeah. This, I got you. I got her Gmail right here. Uh, yeah, that's Gmail though, not G chat. All right, just remind her. Okay. We're like Jeffy's answering service. <laughs> Keith and Amber at your just service. A, just a, hey, hey, Amber. Jeff wants me to invite you to camp. Hey, Reschedule Amber. That's the, the subject line. Hey, Amber. Jeffy says. Reschedule my dentist appointment. Reschedule his. Do the show while I do this. <laughs> Good Lord. Thank you. Uh-huh. He says love you. No, I'm not typing that. Yeah, no, he says love no. you. Appreciate it. No. Because he really, he'd like to take care of it himself, but he can't. He's busy, and if you could do that, he'd be he'd be greatly appreciated. Do you think I'm typing Thank another you. character? <laughs> no, just re- just type what I say. That's all, no. that's all I need to do. Nope. Hey, baby. Be a surprise. Jeff I'm going to put say, show hey, this hey, email baby. to Jeffy later. He'll LOL because I'm not typing that. I'm typing something else. Just do the show, man. I I want you to make sure that you're sending. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get fined. <laughs> it's a fee. It's a charge. It's not a fine. It's a fine. They're not a government entity. It's They're the same a thing. dentist office. I know. It, dentists are raised, Matt. Don't get me started on how dentists are criminals. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That's part of dental school is to teach dentists how to be criminals. They, If you have this show on in a dentist's office right now, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right? I'm sorry. And I, and I know you're probably a great dentist and you do a great job. And in fact, if you're listening to this program, you're probably the world-class dentist who's doing a fantastic job who probably didn't go to the regular dentist school to become a criminal. Like other dentists. They are criminals. They learn how to manipulate people mm-hmm. because they've got your mouth open, you're laying back. Well, hang on. You're laying back, you got your mouth up wide open, and they you agree to anything. 
Is this the Olympics or is this Doc Thompson Morning Blaze? Hold on. Do you uh, do you ever call uh, Amber like uh, boopy boopy bumpkins or make a kissy sound? Or? Yeah, that's fine. Because there might be some of that in your email. That's fine. Now. Oh, yeah, that's fine. From you. Ah, that's fine. She'll know. She'll she'll think that's from. Okay. Continue. Wait. Dentists in there. It's a racket. Oh, it's a, oh man. I have Dentist. had my problems. Right. Had many. You're many, still. Many, you're many still problems. dazed. From the de- your your head is still buzzing from the drill. You've got some kind of medication cruising through your bloodstream, <laughs> yeah. which is really not abnormal for me. But it's just between the drilling and the head shaking. But then they tell you this is what we did. But they didn't really. I'm telling you, and this is what we're going to do. Well, I know that I've had dentists charge me for what they're going to do, and then try to come back and tell me that's what they did. And then now that I'm like, there's no way you did all this. Oh, fine. You're saying you were under the influence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, but in your case, you were under the influence when you just showed up that's in the waiting the room. Point. So. Exactly. That's not the point. My point is, is that that's not the point. That's my point. My point is, is that that's not the point. Your point is that my that's point not is the is point. My point is that that's not the point. I'm still, they are trained. There's no good time for you to agree to this to be charge. I've, oh man. I'm telling you, Dennis, that's part of dental school. <laughs> It's part of what they that they train <laughs> each train and every them. one of them. Each and each and every dental one of them. scams one hundred and one. Taking it this fall. <laughs> Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Pat Gray Unleashed is the broadcast. And Pat, you know, I'm feeling a little under the weather. So you can just, you know, as soon as he gets, uh, as soon as he gets uh, back on top of the weather, he'll be back with you. Uh, and I, I wish I could tell you when that would be. Uh, but you never know. But he is coming back. Well, that's what he said. No, don't. That's what he said. Do not. Do not start this. He's coming back. He's not feeling well. Okay? Got to get over the weather, as you might say. You know, 95% of the world's population breathe dangerous air. I don't know if that has anything to do with Pat being under the weather. I'm just saying that mm. uh, the pollution contributed to more than 6 million deaths last year. Wow. A study finds more than 6 million deaths, says the World Health Organization. I'd like to see I got to see some of these numbers. More than 95% of the global population live in areas where the outdoor air exceeded the WHO's healthy limit of pollution. Well, okay. 60% of the world breathes air, which is three and a half times the healthy limit of pollution. Yeah, says who, though? Says like the United Nations says the climate. Who. Yeah, says the WHO. So high levels of Don't we have a map that shows where the clean air has is consistently in the world? been linked to premature deaths and high levels. We do? I'd like to yeah, see I'd that. I'd like to see this I map. Bet it's got, it's got, can't be the U.S. Hmm? It's got to be. Got a map of gotta the what? clean air around the China, world. There it is. Look at that. The Blaze TV. Look yes. where the cleanest air is. Thank you. Where's that clean air, Jeffy? Thank you. Oh my gosh. Mm, that uh, would be America. No, no, that, no. We're 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 lighter colored 
than the than the than the other parts of the world. Yeah, so that's the cleanest areas. The the light green is the cleanest. You not, see. But, no, it's uh, hmm? I thought it was the other way around. Oh, is it? Let's see. No, Put it's it not. Okay. It's not. <laughs> it's not the Stop other it. way around. But look, I, I think it's appropriate that like the dirtiest place is Chicago. <laughs> it's like the only dark green, <laughs> the only area that's uh, that's uh, unclean that's or you so know funny. it's still clean. Well, that whole that that. You know the Rust Belt neck mm-hmm. of the woods up yeah. there. It's, uh, that doesn't surprise me actually, but it it is fascinating that it's in still LA. Shows up. I see is a little darker shade of green there. But oh. LA's been that way. Look, the valley. Don't start. Yeah, it's the geography. Got it. The valley's been that way forever. Okay. They talked about that in Indian lore mm. about coming over the mountains and looking at the fog. And the, I just say the it's smog. a gross place. Didn't have anything. To, didn't have anything to do Always with has cars. Been. There weren't any cars. Yeah. When they got the Indians talking about coming over the, and the the trailblazers of but, America but talked about coming over the mountains and seeing you know the fog and the smog in the yeah, valley. Yeah, it, there's so many places where the attention for cleaning up bad air should be focused before they even think about coming to oh, America. Oh, absolutely, and one hundred percent, one hundred percent. We yeah. have we you know there's no reason that we have uh, that we have uh, the cleanest air. In the world is because we believe, you know what, we should breathe and we should do the best we can to make clean air. But we also believe that, hey, we still need to use products. So we're going to do the best we can to make the air clean and breathable and livable and and you can be able to see through it. But uh, you know what, if this machinery over here makes it really dark for a little while, we're okay with it because we want to use what that machine is doing. And then we'll clean it up. The rest of the country, look, I mean, when China was doing the Olympics, we saw, we had stories all the time, which miraculously went away now, of the cities that are under smog alerts darn near every day. People wearing masks, it's dark, it's black. Mm. And they cleaned up as best they could for the Olympics, as every one of these dictatorship countries do when they get the Olympics. It's all good, it's all beautiful. Oh, look how beautiful it was. It was so beautiful. We love this country. Yeah, come back in a year. We know how it worked out for you. Did you just dare call China a dictatorship country? It's not like they just elected their president for life. Oh, I'm it's sorry, not they like they're having. It. it was a free reign election. So. Yeah, it's not like they're having uh, pictures of Christ pulled down in favor of pictures of their. I know they were leader. talking. They was listening to Glenn this morning. They're they're putting people on the uh, social media blacklist. Oh yeah, and they're yeah. Doc- I mean, it's it's getting bad. But you talked really. Ugly. You talked about the healthy air, and it reminded me of a story. I don't know quite why, but uh, here's the headline. You ready? <clears throat> Apparently you're off the hook for something. Trillions upon trillions of viruses fall from the sky each day, but little is known about their realm. That's the headline. And it, and it talks about how viruses are falling from, uh, from the sky, from outer space, and uh, from around the world. And, uh, you know, it looks like, looks like you are no longer uh, Thank you. at fault for Thank you. spreading of viruses around the world. Tell that to the world. judge. Tell that to the judge. All right. Don't know what that means. Your Honor, it's not my fault. If he's innocent. It's, it's uh, not my fault. Look, we look, we know more about we know more about stuff like that, but we also know less than we think we know mm-hmm. uh, all the time. And I, I brought up uh have you watched any of the Amazon show Fortitude? Nope. Well, really, what that show is, and I don't want to sp- Don't be Glenn Beck. Fortitude is two seasons on Amazon, and they're filming the third season as we speak. It is about a 
make-believe town at the farthest northernest point where humans live on the planet. There's more polar bears than humans. Uh, it's fascinating to see everybody wearing, uh, everybody has rifles. Uh, the kids go for a walk, they have a rifle because of the polar, you know. So like the murder rate, like just out of control then? Oh, Sounds like yes, a rough place. People. Well, see what happens is, then <laughs> they start getting this virus. Okay, people are are going crazy. Getting into Glenn so Beck giveaway like, zone here. I know, but I can't tell the story without telling you what happens in the show. Then don't tell me the story. Look, it's been up on Amazon for quite some time. Well, I didn't know about it until this moment. It's an Amazon, I'm sorry, it's not an Amazon all of original. Spend 23 and a half hours in any given day streaming Hulu and Netflix an and whatnot. Amazon, Amazon and it's an Amazon original. And no. Uh, <laughs> I think we're done. What else you got? Just no. Mm-hmm. No, if I do that, then it's going to ruin it. It's, Keith will say that I ruined it too. Yeah. Well, you ruin everything, so I mean, be par honey, for the course. Honey, is that you? Was my wife here all of a sudden? There's... She hasn't replied yet. No, she's not here. She doesn't care. She's she's bad. Why is Keith telling me? That? Right. <laughs> what? I didn't even know you had my Gmail. Hell, I didn't even know I had her Gmail. I just typed in Amber and whoa. Oh yeah, she probably, you probably see the G chat though first though, because I think she has that alert on the phone where it pops up. I don't. Why don't you G chat her? I don't. G chat her. Just say, hey Amber. Don't I, have I just her in my little G chat realm here. What? Like, I've never like invited her to G chat. She's never invited me. Does it just automatically show up over there? No, you got to. Yeah, so I have it. It's a separate thing. Oh, my gosh. Can I fold your socks later, too? I mean, seriously, what do you need from... Yes, as a matter of fact. Wait, it's loading. It's like trying to... Oh, nice. Let's chat. Oh, send invite. Yeah. Let's chat on Hangouts. Chat. Here yeah, we are. Ask, ask her for an invite so that you can ask her I don't to... No, I clicked the thing, and now I'm waiting. All right, she'll say yes. Then you can tell her that she needs to cancel my dentist appointment. Well, or she could just read her email. <laughs> I already sent it. All right, what else? But she won't see the alert. See, this way she'll see the alert because oh. she got the invite. Look, do you want to know how good the government is? Let me tell you a little story about how good the government is. I just heard back from your wife, by the way. Two stories. Mm-hmm. Two stories about how good the government is. Really? <laughs> yeah, she just like she just G-chatted me. I and told emailed. you, that's why. Here's you the email. Why does up. he have you doing his dirty work? Seriously going to smack. Oh, I thought she said, I thought she was giving me permission to smack you. Seriously going to smack him. So she's going to smack what? you. And, See, uh, she doesn't mean that, though. Okay. She's oh. just trying to be nice to you, but she knows that, uh, you know, just do it. Don't be, don't be. This is a private conversation now. <laughs> this is a private G-chat now. Yeah. <laughs> Back off. Okay. Continue. I'm so sorry. yesterday was tax day, and God love America on tax day. And we've got, we've got, we'll get into a little bit of that, which is just agonizing, mm-hmm. by the way. I've got one story here. Where are they? I'll get well, to it. Well, today's tax, tax day, day, too, now. Oh, well, that's what I mean. Because <laughs> our great government. Yeah. Oh, the website's down. And what? Yeah, uh-huh. it's tax day. Yeah, it's tax day. But, you know, look, sorry. And the IRS commissioner said, oh, you know, uh, we'll extend it. How long are you going to extend it? Because the site was down all day yesterday. In fact, I don't even know if it's up now, to be mm. honest with you. That's true. It still may be down. We don't know. I actually, I called the IRS yesterday at 7 a.m. when they opened, you know, just because I like to. What do you just hang out? Yeah, I just like to keep an eye on my government. I mean, there's no Thank, reason. There's thanks no for calling reason. the IRS. We care about your call. Not Please like it was hold. A specific day or anything like that. I just happened to call right when they opened, and I was on hold for 20 minutes, which wow. is actually good. Yeah, that's not bad. Because, you know, I've called to just. Check in on the IRS, see how they're doing before, and just say, hey, what's going on over there? Yeah, how y'all doing? Just 
just just checking in on you good folks. And uh, the lady did say, yes, yeah, so our system is down. Call back in a couple of hours. Uh-huh. Well, it was down all day. I mean, well into the afternoon. Yeah, yesterday. so that uh, never got rectified, apparently. Did and, she take uh, your name so she knows that you called and you got everything worked out? And... Why would I give him my name, Jeffy? I'm just calling as a... Just as an American, I mean, just she knows checking you, in on him. She and... knows you called with caller ID on the phone, but I'm asking if she... I called from a burner phone. <laughs> I didn't have business with the IRS. I was just calling to shoot the breeze on man, tax day. I don't even talk to me about the IRS, man. Or me. What else you got over there? <laughs> I am such a fan. And yeah, so me too. I love him. Such a fan of the I IRS. Do. I do. I we have him. such a good... Thing going, me and the IRS man. You too. Oh man! Wow! It's almost like you know how you. Didn't you know we had a common. You friend. know how you become friends with somebody. It's true. And then, true. Yeah. And then you talk to him uh, on the phone you all the separate. time. Separate. Well, you. But hear me out. Before you talk to him on the phone all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's when. That's when you're friends. First, you right? send letters. That's when you're friends. But then for a while, <laughs> say you don't see a friend for a while. <laughs> you know, you go a different direction. Mm-hmm. For a while, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't. You're know just how. not on each other's radar, so to speak. Yeah, for, you know, you don't know how long. Uh, yeah, yeah. A couple just, years, couple four years. years, five years. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever amount of time. But no more than seven years, I've heard. <clears throat> something like that. <laughs> let's, say, let's say you haven't talked to anybody for. Yeah, something like that. Let's, you know, say you haven't talked to a friend for seven years, and uh, when you talk, they pick right up. Yeah, like, just like they you, know everything. Just like it's you, like like you never left. It's, how have we, That's how we good just of a picked up right where we left off? And, That's how good of a and yet, they somehow are. you know what's going oh, on in my life. I love them. But I haven't I been keeping up with you. No, I haven't, but they <sighs> do. I mean, it's like just it's such a old oh, times. That's a good thing. Just, and then, but you, you, it'll start off like this, right? <laughs> you just get a letter out of the blue. And you just be like, oh, there's my buddy. I haven't <laughs> talked to him in years. Before you know it, you're mailing a letter back. You're calling the them things, on the phone. Right. See, one of the things that helps uh, <laughs> if you don't want to get a letter, say, from a friend, because let's say you've been friends for a while and you know, you're know you tired of talking to them. You don't want to talk to them for a while. Send somebody else to talk to them? So what you do is, let's just say, and let's say you, you then you do want to talk to them, but you've moved. Mm. And your friend still has the old address. Well. <laughs> Not the new one. Mm. And then, uh, let's say you were to maybe move again, mm-hmm. and your friend still has the original address, but gosh darn it, he hasn't been able to catch up. Almost like and you're on wanna, the lamb. We wanna, we wanna talk. We wanna hook up. And sure, be friends again, but yep. it just hasn't hooked up. And then, and then finally, everything gets clicked back together again, and you, you and they find up you. They find a way to find you, like you never left each other. Because your buddy wants to catch up with you so he does. badly. He does. They find you. He does. That's why it's wonderful. <clears throat> wonderful. Okay. And that's how good the IRS is. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh yeah, that's I want to go on record saying is. I love the IRS. You know what? You know who else is not as good as the IRS? The VA. Mm. <laughs> Man, if they could only become like the IRS. They might step up a notch or two, but probably not. But look, did you know that the VA says that they'll give our veterans 300 whole dollars for their burial services? 300 whole dollars for their burial services. <laughs> I mean, now some some don't get the whole 300. You might get 20. 
You might get 30. You might get 100. No one can figure out exactly how they decide who gets what, but, I mean, 300 is the max. Now, you as know as well as I do, funerals cost at least seven grand, and most of them cost a lot more than $7,000. Shameful. Shameful that the VA only gives $300 for our military. And on top of that, um, sometimes they don't give you anything at all. And they make you pay for the flag that's draped over your coffin. Pathetic. Well, that's where my man Troy comes in. He lost a buddy of his and realized what a sham and what a horrific thing the VA has done to our veterans with this funeral process. And he was determined to make something work. So he turned some scrap of lumber into some great-looking American flags and went out and tried to sell them so he could pay for his friend's funeral and then realized, hey, I can do this and help a lot more veterans. And that's how he helps veterans, and that's how you can help support veterans and their families by visiting dogtagfurniture.com. There's all kinds of all kinds of veterans' websites out there, and they they do some some good things, but none of them help with the funerals. Okay, so dogtagfurniture.com, and if you can't purchase a flag, look at that. Maybe even purchase a flag and, and donate it to someplace. But if you can't even purchase one, maybe help them out a little bit. See if you can help them out with anything. Because these veterans need to be given a proper funeral for the family, for the friends, and for the service that they did. They deserve it. Dogtagfurniture.com. Dogtagfurniture.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. Or you can tweet uh, with, uh, you can hashtag us with, uh, put that in your pipe, at uh, Pat Unleashed, at Jeffy MRA, at the Blaze Keith. Um, thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. Pat, uh, you know, the little under the weather. He'll be back. Relax. Dry your eyes. It'll be all right. Um, one of my favorite stories from the past week, the past few days, and I don't know why it's my favorite story, because it could have happened to, you know, to my daughter. And it could have happened to my wife, but it's still funny because, uh, well, no, it's not funny either. Los Angeles police confiscated $700,000 worth of bootleg cosmetics. How do you think, yeah, bootleg cosmetics, how, you know, how, how can that be bad, right? I mean, cosmetics are cosmetics. Well, this particular uh, cosmetics uh, contained animal feces, Bacteria and human waste. Yay! Uh, the best price is always not the best deal. Uh, they, people were, they've had some complaints. I, I know it's a surprise. Uh, well, I guess it was a surprise to them that uh, after people, uh, after people uh, used their particular product, 
uh, they complained because uh, their face, uh, you know, broke out and uh, they got sick. And uh, there's also uh, trademark violations uh, from the major brands. So uh, just be careful. Just because it's the best price and it looks similar, uh, it may not be similar. Uh, you may get, I don't know, bumps, rashes. Think of that. And you're right. Oh. Sounds like fun. It sure does. And it makes me rethink I'm going to have to go and buy all new makeup. I'm sorry? Um, just, it's time. You know, sometimes makeup gets old and you've used it too much. And some of the brushes get old. I mean, and uh, some of the eyeliners get old. They don't work as well. I mean, and, uh, so you got to get new stuff. Three issues. I mean, you know that as well no, as I do. Three Keith, issues here. You know that as well as I do. Why, 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 why would you, um, why would you need makeup, Jeffy? Number two, um, well, Keith, you don't look, you don't get this without. Right. Number two, Keith, uh, it's clear that you're not using makeup. You don't, you don't get this without, without something. You want to define something? <laughs> Some would say, oh, Jeff, great job on the, uh, the feces uh, cosmetics because you've been using it great. Oh, oh, okay. So you've been using that. Kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, it makes yeah, yeah. sense. You've been smearing the. Gross. Yeah. I know. Really bad. Really bad. And uh, we get a story out of uh, Great Falls, Montana. Hmm. Great Falls, Montana. It's not uh, It's not considered the mean streets of Helena. No. Where uh, the main host of this broadcast, Pat Gray, is from. <laughs> but according to Great Falls Police Department, they had a 911 call of a bank robbery. Now, it's tough to rob banks these days. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, that's a tough gig these days. Yeah. Uh, it's something that you just don't do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's seriously difficult. IRS won't find out about um, it. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. My mic is on. Is it? Oh, darn it. Go ahead. So they got a they got a 911 call. Uh, banks being robbed, mm-hmm. and uh, they're not uh, releasing the, uh, the suspect, the identity of the suspect. Mm-hmm. But uh, the suspect, uh, well, he robbed the bank, and then he they get him. Yeah, they got him. They got him. Okay. Yeah, they got him. Oh, good. He's they got him. Because uh, his getaway vehicle wasn't quite quick enough to evade the police officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to rob a bank, you might want to use something different than a skateboard to try to get away. <laughs> Just a thought. Stop. Just a thought on my part. Poor planning. Very poor planning. <laughs> Very poor planning. Is he, is he going down the road with the Very bags in hand? Planning. He's pedaling his little skateboard. <laughs> Skateboard. So I'm guessing maybe. <laughs> is it Great Falls? It's great. Yes, it's Great Falls. Well, and one of the things that I like about it also is that yeah. uh, they caught the guy. Okay. Uh, outside of Burton Ernie's. <laughs> and I'm not sure. So either. Now, that's funny. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I sure. I don't know what Burton Ernie's is. Well, I'm going to find out. Thank you, Burton Google. Ernie's in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very possible that uh, if there is no Burton Ernie's, then the story is not real. Wait, there's a Burton Ernie's Tavern and Grill in there Great Falls, go. Montana. And every, and the, everybody in four point two stars at yeah. Google review. Everybody in, huh. in the Great Falls knows about Burton Ernie's, so they got him right in front of Burton Ernie's. I wonder, I bet I, you, I'm sure the two aren't connected. <laughs> I bet you Burton. <laughs> the story and I the bet location. You Burton Ernie's is uh, is probably. Uh, sold a couple extra beers after that guy got busted on a skateboard. Yeah, and in you, front of the place. you said that you pointed out this isn't the mean streets of Helena, Montana, but no. I do think that Great Falls is the place where uh, Pat Gray did some hard time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I think you're right. I think I that's think actually that's where, where, he where he did, was, where he went to jail, right? Mm-hmm. Where he spent time in jail. 
He doesn't like to talk about it much, but we do. Um, <laughs> the Because uh, he always talks. And now listen, you and I both know that uh, he's lucky to get out of Montana alive coming from Helena. Well, uh, yeah. Mean, mean Streets. You know, not everybody gets out alive. No. Uh, I mean, he's one of the fortunate ones. Yeah. One of the fortunate uh, ones. But then uh, you're right. About, he's, that, I think that is jail time in Great I Falls. I guess where he... Uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to get into the specifics of what he did. I I just want to say, and I want to go on record as saying, it was bad, but people changed. <laughs> people. Listen, people, we don't judge people by their life. Right? At least I don't. Some people do. Huh? I don't. You I don't know. judge people. You by don't judge no. people. Oh, no. no. Well, that's good because there's not really much, no, no, much I mean, room for you there to judge. I mean, wait. Huh? What? Don't look at me like that confused of why why you would think that all right so we've got some we've got some great stories my gosh the show goes by so fast yeah thank you so much got this for coming along up for the too. ride i have a i have a tremendous guest coming up i'm going to tell you about his week with sam kennison uh that uh he apparently felt like a year and uh <laughs> it's a quick read it's really fun we'll see uh we'll see uh if uh, steve can uh, walk us through the funny side of my the week i spent a year with sam kennison and uh, we'll be having that come up in moments. Uh, Pat Gray, Unleashed, on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number, or you can uh, hashtag us. We'll put that in your pipe at uh, Jeffy MRA, at Pat Unleashed, and at the Blaze Keith. So a while ago, I got a letter. And for those of you that are authors, if you send a letter that you want somebody to read your book, always say nice things about the about the person that you sent the letter to. And that will make them, oh, hey, no problem. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Now the book has to be good too. Uh, so I get this book called uh, Sam and Me. The week I spent a year with Sam Kinison, and I, and I love Sam Kinison. And he was, you know, he was tremendous at the time, and he still has left his mark. Because how many times do you still think of Sam Kinison jokes mm-hmm. that in today's <laughs> world still works great? Move to where there's food. Uh, hello. I mean, one of the most genius statements in the ever. <laughs> Ever, and uh, you know, it's just it was sad when he when he left us. Yeah. Well, this man, Steve Lamar, uh, got to spend obviously a week that felt like a year with Sam Kennison. And Steve joining us on the Blaze Radio Network right now. Hello, Steve. How are you, Mister Fisher? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic, and Jeff's fine. I mean, I like the Mister. I do like that very much. I, I do. I appreciate it, but you don't have to. I'm not going to give you it's, any it's money. That, that's my Texas upbringing. You know? <laughs> I know. Well, that you know, it's fascinating. Uh, the book is such a, a such a quick read, uh, and it's so fascinating. And you don't even get to Sam Kennison for uh, you know thirty or forty pages in, and yet you're I, you're still fascinated. Um, so, what gave you the idea to finally want to write this down and do something with your uh, with your Sam Kennison world? 
Well, one, I'm getting a little older, and I figured I should write it down before I forget all of it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just it's something that I've been meaning to do for a while. My wife had been proud of me. You know, I've told the story dozens of times, and everybody just loved it. And she kept saying, you got you to write that down. you got to write it down. I think you got something that people would like to see. Right. And, uh, and so I finally did it, you know, over the, over last year and just in my spare time, just kind of, just kind of hammered it out and, uh, self-published it on Amazon and, uh, and, you know, and it was great. It was a lot of fun to do. You making any headway with it? A lot of memories. I bet. Uh, You know, uh, headway a little, you know, just self-publishing is kind of a tough slog, but Mm -hmm. you know, you having me on your show is, is just tremendous and and very helpful and and that's how i've got to you know get it out there just let people know that it exists so you know? when you when in the beginning of the book before you get to your uh, uh sam kennison days uh, you let us know about uh your life and what brought you to hollywood and what got you there and and how yeah. i found it fascinating that you always uh you always knew that that was going to happen you just didn't know how it was going to happen and whenever that's there exactly was a, right. whenever there was an opportunity to get closer to what you always knew was going to happen, you just did it. Uh, there well, wasn't any. Yeah. There wasn't, even even when there was a, a chance at any kind of failure, it didn't matter. It, it was leading you to where you wanted to go. True, true. And you know, it's it, 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 it's you have to get yourself out there. You can't just sit at home and hope for something to happen. Even if well, you don't know exactly what to do, you got to just move forward and and uh, see what you can make happen. So, in your story, uh, before we get to the Sam Kennison days, uh, you talk a little bit about uh, you being the youngest child and uh, yes. struggling and how poor you were, and, and, and I get that. And it's, you know, it's a tough upbringing, but it also makes you appreciate a few things a little bit more, I think. Uh, but you sure. find out that uh, you thought that you were the accident, and you find out that you, you believe that you were not an accident, and it had to do with some uh, murder spree. Uh, yeah, that's why the, you were born, and I'm really uh, more interested in that story right now. I, <laughs> so you, it involves a three-state killing spree and a double hanging I, in Kansas. That's why you were born, and I'm fascinated to why you think that. Uh, Jeff, there's two things I got to tell you. One, I sent the book to all the guys out there at the Blaze, you know, and I had a feeling if anybody was going to really read it and like the book. I figured you were a Sam fan, and so I'm glad I was right about that. They're 100% also, correct. Yeah, I also figured if anybody was going to ask me about the three-state killing spree <laughs> and the double hanging in Kansas, it would also be you. Right? <laughs> so, you're, so you're right. You've, you've actually listened yeah. to the network. You did your audience research. Yes, <laughs> yes I have. And that's a true that's story. Really you know, uh, I had a... Literally, okay. The quick, the quick story is I had a first cousin in uh, in Texas, and and this was all, of course, before I was born. And uh, he, um, along with another fella, uh, they were in the brig in the army, and they'd never met each other before. And they were both had never been in trouble, but something somehow when the two of them came together, they created this monster between them. They broke out of the brig. They. Uh, robbed a, a guy, an old fellow of his truck. They beat him. They thought they beat him to death, right. and but they didn't. And when they went on from that, they figured, well, we've killed one guy. What's the difference if we kill more? We're going to get caught. So let's just, you know, put these people out of their misery. And uh, and they killed several people. And they ended up getting caught in Kansas. 
and uh, and that's where the double hanging took place. Right. So my mom and my family, because we were all from a small town, so this was huge, right? Yeah, and no so kidding. the family was kind of ostracized, and you know everybody looked at them sideways, and all it right. was just a whole lot for them to go through. And so my mom, even though we were poor and she had several children already. She thought, you know, if I have a baby, I think that will take my mind off of things and give me something to focus right. on. And also, it'll also and, add to a new bloodline that won't have that on his shoulders. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, so here I am. That's great. That's great. Thanks All right. So, so you end up in California. And I, you know, the book talks about how you got there and, uh, you know, what it took to get out to Hollywood. And uh, look, everybody has a, a little bit of luck now and then. Um, and yeah. if you continue, and it isn't always luck, really. It, I mean, it, it looks like luck, but it really is uh, your, you know, people moving in the right direction. And when you're ready to accept something, it seems like something good happens. And uh, and I, I guess you know that's luck, but it really isn't in my eyes. It, so you get out there. Luck may, yeah, luck may get you there, but then you got to work your butt off yeah. and 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 you know. And make people want to keep you. You're right. I mean, if you're not ready, you know, the the chance can come and go. And have a nice day. So you right. get out. So you get out there, and you uh, you have you're living in you're living in California. Um, we'll 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 skip Hawaii, and now you've come back. Right. Uh, and you uh, you get a chance to hook up with Sam Kennison. How did that happen? Well, I I one of the places that I hung out there. You know, I was like at the time I was 22. And so it, we, I, were, I was going out every night doing different things and having fun yeah. with my friends. And one of the places we hung out at, we like to go to, was the comedy store. Of course. I mean, and, was so um, then, too. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just great. And there was a lot going on then. It was just a really fun place to, you know, kind of hang out and spend a few hours. And so uh, I, that's where I met him. I met him there. And, uh, but the main reason I met him, cause he always went on last and this was before anybody knew who Sam Kinison was. Nobody knew him. And he was so abrasive. He was so Sam that he would literally just empty the place out. So, <laughs> but somehow they, they, you know, they still let him go on, but he literally went on last. Right. And, but, uh, and a friend of mine had seen him, uh, uh, my friend Ike, and he, said, you, know, you got to stay, you got to stay and you got to see Sam. I said, oh, okay. And so I stayed and I saw Sam and, and he was, when the first time I saw him, it was like, it was just too much. He was, I didn't get it. I mean, you know, it was just too much for me. Right. And then uh, when we were leaving, and he did, he cleared the place out. When, when it was over, it was just me and my friend Ike so in funny. the comedy store. Um, uh, the, the four or five, six people that were, that were there when he went on had, you know, piled out. Well, might as well go. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, uh, so, so, uh, when we left, Sam, Sam was out on the, uh, uh, on the sidewalk on Sunset Boulevard, right in front of, uh, the comedy store. And he recognized my friend Ike was an actor. He was a child actor and very recognizable. And, uh, he, he said that he said hello to, to Ike and called us over and we went over and we started talking to him and he introduced himself and he was not the crazy guy on stage. He was just Sam. Wow. And, and that's when it kind of hit me. It's like, oh, okay. He, he's not completely mad and insane. It's, you know, it's kind of his act. It's the real thing, but it's his act. You can still so kind of be mad and insane and do that, by the way. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so then I literally went back to see him the next night and kept going back to see him. And the, the producer, director, writer that I was working for at the time, Tom Patchett, he had that sense of humor 
uh, and I knew he was going to love Sam. So I kept, right. and I was doing a, a sitcom for Showtime at the, at that time, and I just knew that he would that Tom would love Sam. So I kept badgering Tom to come and see him. <laughs> and uh, and uh, just a and short story. He finally story. did. Finally, yeah, I mean, he finally he did. Finally did. Yeah. He finally did, and he he loved him so much. He wrote an episode for him for Sam in the sitcom that we were doing. I know. And, you know uh, I read that. I, I read your. I read the book this weekend, and uh, and you talked about that sitcom, and I do not remember that. No, well, it was short lived. You know, it was only I think we did thirteen episodes, and uh, and it was at a time when Showtime wasn't. You know, the, those Showtime HBO they weren't doing those kind of things at the time. That was really an early forerunner yeah. of of the things that they're doing now. But um, uh, if if you actually have a, a, a hidden link to that episode, I can actually send it to you if you ever want to oh, see I'd it. I'd love to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That'd be yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. And uh, so, anyway, that was Sam's first acting gig. That was the first. That was the. That was the, a first for him, and it was a really big deal. And because, him. and right, and because of that, uh, they wanted someone to make sure uh, to handle Sam and make sure that he was uh, invested in the project. And that was your job. Well, it became my job after the very first day of rehearsals. The first, the very first day that Monday, he didn't show up. He was a no show. <laughs> Well, and everybody's looking at me They're like, yeah. where's your guy? This is your man. So, you know, I got, I was on the hook for it. And this was before cell phones and, you know, and all that. Uh, and so I had to, how did you know, people after a live? couple of hours, how did well, people I don't know, live, I, Steve, I had a pager. The pager was awesome. I thought right? I was, you know, yeah. But, Sadly, uh, I so, pagers. I, <laughs> so I had to go, I had to go to his, his, his apartment in Hollywood and, uh, and try and roust him and get him and bring him in. And I went to go get him. Uh, there was a young lady that answered the door after after several minutes of me pounding on the door, and uh, she wouldn't let me in. And so I kind of had. She just said he was sick and he would he'd be there tomorrow, but he's sick. So I kind of uh, gently forced my way in, and he and then when I made my way into the living room, he was sprawled out on the living room floor, completely naked and out cold. You don't just, get those days no, back. No, no, you don't. That was, that you know, still burned into my mind. But I that's, bet. That, that's, you know, I couldn't wake him up. And so I went back to the studio, uh, told Tom and the executive producer that I, I hate to say it, but he, I, I think he should recast. I don't think he's not going to make it. And they said, well, let's give him one more day. And I was surprised, but I said, that's great. So next day he does. He shows up. He's on time. And that was uh, and he was great. He just did really, really well. He was just, That's even though great. this was his first time doing this kind of thing, being in a sitcom and acting, he just was natural and he was funny and everybody liked him. And it was, it was just great. Uh, um, and, but my job then became, you know, the, uh, Tom said, Hey, you've got to make sure he's here every day. Uh, we're not going to miss another day. Night. We're not missing another day. Yeah. You, we got to get this in the can. He's your responsibility, and so that's how I ended up spending my week <laughs> with with Sam. And it's, which, it was a great, which week. was awesome. Yeah, it was a great week. It was. And, it was. Uh, Some really fun things happened, you know, during that time, and and just getting to hang out with him, and you know, getting to know him. It was it was a lot of fun. And and uh, and in, 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 in knowing Sam, you got to meet uh, a few other people along the way as well. Uh, yeah, from the, the comedy the really, store. Right. Right, and uh, I think you remember from reading it, the the really great one was uh, Robin Williams. Yes, um, who we all love. Robin Williams. Yeah, he got he he went up on stage with him one night, and because uh, he had seen 
you know, I guess they had met before that. And so Robin kind of came in and they planned it and got up on stage with them. And they were just crazy insane for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, And um, then after that, they went back and this was again, late, late at night. After that, they went back into the kitchen, which was already closed. And I'm thinking, I, you know, they're, they're back there 50 minutes, 20 minutes. So I'm kind of hanging out. Except Robin out Williams. I don't want to interrupt. Right. I don't want to enter. You know, also I don't want to interrupt. So I'm kind of watching from the doorway. Sam's back is to me. Robin's facing me every now and then he's looking at me. I'm a little, getting a little nervous because I'm, you know, looking at my watch. I got to get Sam home. And then finally Sam kind of nudges. Uh, I mean, uh, Robin nudges Sam and says, Hey, do you, who, do you know this guy? This guy? <laughs> and he goes, Steve, come in here, man. And so I went in, he introduced me, and he, uh, Robin apologized because I'm so sorry, man. I, I, I thought you were a stalker. I thought you were going to kill me. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, just trying to, trying to take care of Sam. So and, uh, but then we ended up hanging out for another you know, hour and a half, and I didn't care. You know, I was like, sure. I'm hanging out with Robin Williams. This is, this is no incredible. Like, they were just you know, bouncing back up against each other and, and having fun and talking. It, it was just a great night. Uh, no kidding. So uh, we're talking to Steve Lamar, uh, author of Sam and Me, The Week I Spent a Year with Sam Kinison. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for uh, coming on and sharing the story. And I recommend it highly. It was a, it was a great read. And uh, it'll, be fun, it'll be fun to have it on the shelf and, uh, and uh, go through it again uh, in a little while. Steve, how do people get the book if they want it? If, if it's really easy. If you want the book and it's really inexpensive, you can go to Amazon.com. And just search Sam Kinison book, and it'll pop right up. There's only two, and you'll you'll see it's, you'll see Sam Sam and me, and uh, you can get it right there. That's great, Steve Lamar. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it, and thanks for the kind words. It means a lot. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Bye bye. So, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, Brickhouse Nutrition has brought you uh, a product called Field of Greens. Field of Greens. When you walk around this building here at uh, the Blaze Radio Network and Mercury Studios, everybody, field of greens, I got to carry my little field of greens container around. I got to have my little field of greens to get my drink ready to go. And Pat is turning into one of them as well. It tastes great. I tried it. Uh, he makes the wife put it in the protein drink mm-hmm. for him every morning. Have it in water. Tastes like Kool-Aid, I'm telling you. Speaking of that, I got another note I want you to send to my wife. Now I have, uh, you know, he, it, it gives him more energy, uh, helps him with his hunger, uh, gives everybody is a raving about how it uh, makes them uh, uh, feel better. With every scoop, you get the full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. It's prebiotic, probiotic, boosts immunity, has antioxidant power, and it is not an extract. It's real. I'm not food. I'm not sending another note to your wife, by the way. All you do is put one scoop in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink. Uh, Pat was having uh, uh, Jackie put him in his uh, protein drink smoothie mm-hmm. in the mornings, but uh, you were saying that uh, yeah. you were just putting it in water. glass now. of cold water tastes like Kool-Aid. It's very yummy. Nice. Very sweet. Nice. So uh, why not feel better and have more energy and, you know, be like, Start your office with Field of Greens, and then you can become like Mercury and Blaze, mm-hmm. where everybody just carries their little Field of Greens can around. What do you got? Oh, it's my Field of Greens. It's my new Field of Greens. Mm-hmm. All I do is put it in cold water. I don't even have to make it into a shake. Mm-hmm. BrickhousePat.com. BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply with this offer code. BrickhousePat.com. Offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed 
Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed uh, program uh, minus uh, Pat Gray. He has been uh, he's been uh, actually unleashed, and uh, we're looking to find him. And as soon as we find him, we'll leash him back up, and uh, he'll be here for you. Uh, you can uh, tweet uh, at Jeffy MRA at Pat Unleashed at the Blaze Keith, and just uh, hashtag us with put that in your pipe. And uh, you can dial a phone if you want. Don't though. I, you know what? Don't go out of your way. Don't. I mean, if you want to, fine, but don't. Don't make it think you. Don't, I don't want to make you think like you have to. You don't want if you wanted to. Eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three. But don't. Okay. Don't. Discouraging audience participation. So we talked. To, I don't want to force anybody. Okay. But don't. Uh, we just talked to Steve Lamar about uh, Sam and me, and he talked about Robin Williams uh, and Sam uh, at the end, uh, the end of one of one of the nights uh, at the comedy, at the comedy store. And I was just looking at a story talking about uh, Robin Williams and uh, Pam Dauber, who was saying that uh, uh, Robin flashed her, grabbed her on set, used to show up and do that. He'd he'd walk out, he'd be naked. Uh, He would grab her breast and then run away. And she uh, said, it was saying in today's world, um, I never took offense. That was all part of Robin and it was being funny. So uh, hmm. leave him alone. Don't try to because people were trying to say that. Oh, that's Robin Williams. He was trying to. He used to do that on set too. One of the producers was talking about uh, saying that Robin was, uh, uh, you know, trying to make him into a bad person right. in this Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. And Pam Dauber, co-star, uh, was like, uh, "No, no, 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 no. Uh, I no one ever took offense, and it was all part of Robin being Robin." So easy. And I also uh, found it uh, funny that uh, now that the, the wife has really made a big deal about his uh, his sickness that he had, the illness that he didn't wasn't telling anyone, yeah. uh, the uh, Louis body disease, um, it's a type of dementia. And his wife, Susan, revealed, uh, revealed you know, after his death that uh, he wasn't depressed. He was suffering from this disease, this dementia disease, uh, Louis body disease. Uh, and, and he committed suicide. It was 2014. Does it seem that long ago? I mean, I know it's only, I know it's, that's only four years, but it just seems, it was so devastating when Robin did that. I'm, I'm, I'm sad that he did that. Yeah. But it's nice of Pam Dauber to stick up when people started trying to bring down Robin Williams. And at least his co-stars are standing up saying, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Let's not dump him into the Me Too movement in the pile of uh, the rest of these uh, wackos, because that was Robin, and that was Robin being Robin. All right, so we've got uh, we got a ton of things to get to today that I haven't got to, and I don't know that we'll ever, you know, if Pat, if we leash him back up, then these stories are gone. So we well, got to get to them. Yeah, it's the trick of, of when you unleash him. Someone left this door open over here, right, on Friday. I know. I know. Dude has escaped. So if you want to know, uh, you know, what's good is that with this particular graphic on. Uh, where your money goes, 
uh, where your tax money goes. Mm. This will make you. This will make you want to get a hold of the IRS and say, "Hey, take some more." You know what? You guys need a little bit more. Um, in reality, you know, everyone says uh, some believe uh, all the where the all the tax money, uh, three point three trillion in taxes the government has taken from us. Three point three trillion dollars in taxes over how long? <sighs> I mean, that's. That was uh, 2017. That's how long that was. Okay. I mean, that's that's still not how enough. How much longer do you need? I know there's still not enough. By the way, the government still oh they, look, never enough. Look, but the good thing is, I have is it on good authority that, that a little bit more is heading your way, though. IRS. The deficit was a whopping 665 billion in 2017. So don't even worry about it. And I have it on good authority. Huh? We, we may talk. We may talk soon. However, your major your tax dollars, where do they go? Medicare, Medicaid, other health care, twenty-eight percent of your tax dollars go to that. Social security, twenty-four percent, seventeen percent income security, fifteen percent national defense, nine percent all others, seven percent net interest. All other nine percent. That's an awful lot of money in that 9% that we're just, that's just all other. That's just out there. Just take it. Just give that to whoever. Don't worry about it. And that's not even, wow. Rand Paul was on talking with Glenn earlier today on his show. Wow. About, uh, was it $700 million in uniforms in Afghanistan or something? What was that? And that's, oh, yeah, that's part of missing, the 15% national yeah, yeah, yeah. defense that's just look, gone they missing. Have, look, they have, we've, we've seen reports that these companies would go over and uh, they would, let's say, uh, a, a truck gets a flat tire. Okay. And in, in this is in the Middle East. They get a flat tire and they just walk away from the truck because they're going to charge the government for the truck. Not the tire, the truck. So the truck still works if you put a new tire on it. But Well, they don't have those anywhere. Right, you can't get a tire. You can't get a tire. It's not like Tire Kingdom is right around the corner in the in Iraq. Think about this. We have all this equipment that's just abandoned over there. I know. We have now these uniforms that are just missing. I know. And we paid for it. We did. And we'll be seeing all of those again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that oh. money is just... Oh. Oh. God. I'm hurting now. But they only want a little bit more from you, so don't worry about it. Matt Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If you want to tweet, you can tweet us at Pat Unleashed, at Jeffy MRA, at The Blaze Keith, and you can hashtag it with, uh, put that in your pipe. Um, at Struggling Lumby asked... Uh, I'm sorry, whoa, 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 you mispronounced that. Struggling Lumby. That's struggling. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Struggled. You know, how old is that clip now? We we just played it not too long ago because we did a, a Seven clip years, show. I think? But it's at Eight least years? that long, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that holds up. Yep, that holds up. Did Pat Unleashed uh, leave to sell facial cream? Hope you're okay, Pat. Oh no. 
I'll tell you what, if he left to sell facial cream and didn't tell me, yeah. uh, he and I are going to have a real issue. Real issue. Yeah, I mean, you cannot leave us here. No, now you're going to make two... a fortune selling facial right. cream and I'm left here? If he did that, then you and I are the last two humans on earth that aren't selling facial cream. All right. Hmm. Uh, at Lone Wolf uh, 2965. I'll tell you what, that at Lone Wolf 2964, I don't like that person. Yeah. But 2965, good guy. 2965 is good, yeah. What's that? I said, yeah, you're right. 6564. Yeah, yeah, six six oh, man. The skateboard getaway vehicle only works well if the bank is at the top of a really big hill. <laughs> at the top in of Great a Great Falls, hill. Montana, <laughs> as the person robbed the bank with the skateboard. And surprise, you didn't get away. <laughs> uh, at Chippy, you may get bumps, rashes. Jeffy's disclaimer before every date. See, that's not funny. Oh, I see what he did there. He took that line from a story. Well, that's, I mean, that's not funny. I, mean, that's I, I get funny. it. I mean, Chippy's awesome. That's great. At GD Chapel, viruses falling from space only proves that at some point in time, at Jeffy MRA was in outer space. That's not really funny. Again, you're missing the humor because it was. It's not really, really funny. It's very funny. Because I, I see, I had thought. I didn't think it through. I thought this got you off the hook for all the viruses from everywhere. They're coming from space. Turns out you've been to space. You probably went up there with Mad Mike Hughes. Is the Earth flat or not, Jeffy? (laughs) The Earth, you know, look, everybody calls Mad Mike Hughes crazy. I don't. Uh, America's schools are nothing like we remember growing up. And that is for sure. If you want to see the difference, go to a campus. And take a look for yourself. We grew up in safety and learning was more than safe spaces and propaganda. And even though technology continues to offer new opportunities, which are great, and it offers new opportunities in the classroom as well, uh, traditional moral values once woven into the fabric of the classroom, a bye-bye, have a nice day. Uh, That's why you need to consider Freedom Project Academies, fully accredited, Judeo-Christian classical online school for kindergarten through high school. We're talking about uh, an interactive education where students attend live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from across the country. Now, FBA doesn't accept a penny of government funding. (laughs) FBA doesn't accept a penny of government funding, which allows them to stay committed to teaching students how to think How to think, not what to think. Families can enroll students full-time or start with a single class. It's it's up to you. So go to freedomforschool.com and request your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. It's Freedom Project Academy, but for you, I want you to go to freedomforschool.com. Freedomforschool.com. Enrollment ends in July, and the classes fill up pretty fast, so... Freedomforschool.com. Hey, um, when you go there, I mean, you can tell them I sent you, or, you know, maybe you tell them Pat sent you. It'll probably help you out a little bit more if you tell them Pat sent you than me, but, you, you know, just tell them Pat sent you. Freedomforschool.com. All right, so we got all, I mean, I've got stuff I wanted to get to all day today. Mm-hmm. We've got, I've, got the, I've got the submarines. I've got. Uh, uh, do you want you want politics or you want fun? I want po- I want f- oh. you know, politics or you want fun? So torn, Jeffy. Politics, the, it is. Politics. Cruz is fun. introduces legislation to make individual tax cuts permanent. Okay. 
I mean, I, I don't even need to read the story. You just yeah. thank you, Ted. Appreciate you, you, it. you know what that is? That's the GOP going with their one-hit wonder. They're like, oh, we got one thing that everyone liked and got good yeah, rave reviews. Keep with it. Keep with and it. And we're running out of time for accomplishments. Let's make them permanent. And let Ted, let Ted do it. Let Ted do it because Ted's still maybe okay. Mm-hmm. Ted's still kind of okay even though he's not because Trump ruined them all. <laughs> you know, we were talking about what were we? Oh, we were talking about uh, the Bush family and uh, Jeb. And I said, I like Jeb. He was a governor of Florida when I lived there at one time. I've met him a couple times, oh, yeah? and I like him. And what did I say? And uh, you were calling him low energy Oh, Jeb. you mean oh, 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 thinking, low energy? Think of that. Donald Trump, seriously, that last <laughs> campaign ruined all those guys, man. I don't know who comes back from that. And we've talked about it before hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and discussed you know, the possibility of who comes back from that. But <laughs> I don't know who comes back from that. I mean, so, maybe, maybe Marco. Maybe little Marco. About little Marco. I know. Talking about. I know. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't know who comes back. Is Lion Ted going to make those tax cuts permanent? Ex- <laughs> <laughs> now, if you ran for president in 2016 on the uh, Republican side, you're what, doomed, what, what man. Would, what would your nickname have been, Jeffy? What What would Donald Trump have referred to you as? Now, what do you call What do you call Chris Christie? I don't think he ever made it to Chris Christie. <laughs> I don't think he had to bother with No, he didn't Chris. have to bother with Chris. No, he he just told Chris, Chris never Christie, made it. get back on the plane. Yeah. You're good. Go back. Get, get back. Yeah, get back. Stand behind me. Shut up. Hefty Jeffy? Crowley making moves as a seat. Pelosi is Dem House leader. What? The Democratic what lawmakers and aides say Representative Joe Crowley, Democrat from New York, maneuvers to become the Democrats' next House leader. Hmm. Wow. Now, he has maintained the stance that he has no such intention. No. Yeah, because he doesn't want Nancy to come over and stab him in the heart. No. Nancy would come over and it will be the end. You know what this is right here? You know, I'll tell starting you. a little infight, though, because Nancy's getting a little uh, little long in the tooth, and she's getting a little... Uh, little... She's lost her mind. Yeah. The, like, the... more so than just a normal San Francisco liberal. Oh, she's yeah. She's got problems. Oh, yeah. The skin... The skin uh, the the pig poison is starting to affect the brain. Yeah. So what this is, I think these are Democrats already counting their chickens before they hatch. I think they're saying, we're going to have the House. We're going to have the Speakership. Do we really want Nancy Pelosi to be the face? Again, yeah, no way. Of the Democrats right. in the House of Representatives. Right, no way. I, I think mean, that's what this I, is. And I, don't, I don't necessarily think you're wrong. They've got to start making some kind of moves, right? Mm-hmm. They, they could... They could still believe in everything that Nancy touts and everything that Chucky touts, but those two as the face, it's time to change. Well, yeah, and because the closer you get to election day and the GOP has nothing to run on, then they'll be able to say, oh, really? You want Nancy Pelosi as right. Speaker of the House again? This is right. a way to head that off as well. I mean, ugh. Right. And think about how much money Nancy spends just on the guy that stands behind her to pull the skin tight. I mean, that's a lot of money a year. How much do you think that pays? I don't know. I don't know. You know that guy's he's done it for quite a while so it must be Arms pretty good. Arms have got to be tired or yeah, but he's game. really buff. You get it right though. Yeah, he's you get that once you, once you get your foot up between her shoulders. Yeah. And you pull that skin back. You get in a good place, you just yeah. stand there you're good. Yeah, but I mean that's that's a lot of tension. As long as she you gotta, oh yeah, but as and soon she as, talks forever. As soon as you got to stand camera, <laughs> Gotta be a strong man back there. <laughs> okay, we're done. Behind every Nancy Pelosi is a very, very, very strong man. <laughs> Joe Biden makes outrageous claim about Republicans. Hmm. Really? I mean, of course Joe Biden does. He look, he's running. Mm-hmm. If he's alive and still has uh, you know any kind of wits about him, he's running. 
There is no doubt about it. He's so mad right now that he didn't run. He can't. He's beside himself because he had. A, he would have had a shot, mm-hmm. and he used. You know, I get the whole son and the grieving father, and it was very sad, and I understand it and completely. Hit, and running against the Clinton machine, but it. He is so ticked right now mm-hmm. that he didn't run because he believes he would have won. Guarantee you, he thinks he would have won. And I don't think it was the GOP that scared him. I think no. it was he didn't want to run against Hillary. And 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 they used the son as an excuse. But I do believe, you know, now in that hindsight, you know, 2020 is always perfect, uh, is that, you know, he would have won because he would have beat her and he would have been up against, then he would have been up against Trump because they would have had, nobody liked Hillary. And he should have went up against the Clinton machine. Wow. Smarmy versus Smarmy 2016. I know. Of course we had Smarmy versus Smarmy 2016. Yeah, but nobody, so. nobody liked Hillary. Yeah. Hillary is swarmy and nobody You're saying liked that her. of the three but of Joe them, is, yeah. people actually, yeah, that's a fair yeah. point, yeah. I mean, but people like Trump, too, so it would have been, yes, been a battle yeah. royale. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. How about this? The Democrats would have had a better chance of defeating Trump in November with Biden than with Hillary. Yes? Oh, yes. yes. Absolutely. 100%. Which is why he's... So Even though mad. that textbook reminds us that she got more votes. <clears throat> <laughs> So how does that work, teacher? Hey, what do you mean she got more votes? Why isn't she president? Because of, of those racist white guys 200 they years stole, ago. They, they stole it from the other guy, too, Al Gore. Remember? Oh, yes. Stole it from him, too. Do you know the three times that the presidency was stolen from the person who got the most votes? It was a Democrat? <clears throat> Wait, how, what? How, and that's what the textbook said. Which, by the way, the first one actually was thievery back in the 1800s. But Oh, boy. I'm just Which one was that? Oh, that was. Uh, Which one was that? It was. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, was that those dingleberries out of Ohio? When that Louisiana stole it? went for that guy, and they gave the presidency to the GOP. That was a whole. They went. But that right was in Ohio water. when they did that in Ohio, yeah. right? Was that, yeah. You okay. do this, I'll look it up. No, but no, it no, was. I'm um, pretty sure I remember that the the uh, convention was in Ohio. Yeah, but I'm not oh. talking about the convention. I'm talking about the actual. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was when uh, it's killing me right now. Um, Mm. Everyone's screaming. Let me, let me let me go to the four. The, what's the school again? Hold on. Huh? Four. Hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was. I think it was uh, Rutherford Hayes versus Tilden. Yeah, thank you, Christian. Rutherford yeah. Hayes versus yeah. Tilden. Yes. That, no, stop. That, that went. That was. This country damn near imploded during that. Uh, I know you're telling I just, me, and it's so much so that it. You remember because you were like. I know. My, I, you know, look, I remember people going around saying yeah. Rutherford, yeah. bastard. So many historians believe an informal deal was struck to resolve the dispute. The Compromise of 1877. Oh, boy. Compromises. Oh, man, they were mad with the boy, compromise. those always work man, out well for America. Like those compromise. compromises oh, of or oh, the. man. Okay. In return for the Democrats uh, giving Hayes the election, uh, the Republicans agreed to withdraw federal troops. Yes, this is what ended Reconstruction in the South. Yes. Ending reconstruction. Yeah, okay. The compromise effectively gave power in the southern states to Democratic redeemers. And yeah. thus was born the flourishing KKK. Right. Anyway. And then died out. Oh, and then Woodrow Wilson oh, came yeah. along. And then Woodrow Sorry. Wilson came along and liked it, made a film and showed it at the White House, that kind of thing. So anyway. That's all. That's all. Don't Stop thinking about that. Stop it. What, did Woodrow Wilson was a All right, so apparently... Uh, do you ever see, have you ever seen Tumbleweeds? Absolutely have. Yes, I've, Cause, I've yes. Because one of the first times I pulled into the parking lot in this building, I saw 
three tumbleweeds crawling here in here, Irving. Here in Irving, Texas. Oh my goodness! One of the first time, one of the first weekends I was in Texas, officially moved here because hmm. my wife and kids. No, they were here with me then at that time. Sometimes when I traveled without them, she was happy to go without me. Yeah, she different she, places. She like she was happy to go. Oh, you could go. Yeah, take your time. You could go. We'll be here. But we'll be packing up for four hundred years. We'll be here. Go. I mean, be I've got safe. To... We'll be here. I mean, the kids and I are fine. Yeah, I think this weekend we're gonna go find cardboard boxes. And the next still weekend, do, and she still, yeah, she tape. still, she still does that from time and to time. Then, it's like we're I'm away for the weekend. Yeah, so go. Listen, you'll be fine. But I actually, I remember pulling into this parking lot and seeing, uh, I was like, what the heck is that? There's tumbleweeds. Really? <laughs> That's right, because you're Florida, man. I was like, wow. Funny. And so now, California has a community that's being inundated yeah. with tumbleweeds. Yeah, not just one every now and then. I mean, it is a, it's a plague. And apparently there's a, the video. Uh, there's a video showing this town. The I wonder if you could probably get a pretty good deal on, uh, on the houses here. Look at this. That's Blaze TV, a video of tumbleweed going down. Oh, we don't have to see the video. You can just, you can just, I can just tell you that tumbleweeds. Tumbleweed is rolling through the studio. When you get more than one, when you get multiple tumbleweeds, tumbleweed just kind they of pile up. Rolling right and on And you get like here. a tumbleweed mountain. And you don't, don't have a tumbleweed video. Your house. You don't want that in front of your house. They don't have a tumbleweed video. Okay. Okay. Well. Well, it said, but it said, uh, now, I believe the TV, right. I believe the TV, but I know the paper that you gave me mm-hmm. was video circled. And I'm checking my sent folder, and it oh, appears right. Keith sent that email to <laughs> himself. <laughs> TV, why don't you have this? Come on, TV. Why can't you just get into my email and read my mind? I don't you have this. All right, well, we'll save this to tomorrow. All right, send, <laughs> send it again. Yeah. Send it again, because I want to see the tumbleweed. Yeah. Video, and I don't want to yeah. have to look for it tonight, because I'm too busy. I got yep. To yep. So we'll, we'll have it for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely see the tumbleweed. And if video. Pat's back tomorrow, he'll have it. I, I will make him. I will make it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sarah, I'm Thank sending you. the tumbleweed video officially right now. Thank you. There we go. Oh, Good yeah. stuff. Now. It's worth waiting 24 hours. We have a couple of great Art Bell stories, too, uh, that I wish I was doing overnights. I wish I was doing Coast to Coast AM hmm. so I could do these. Um, and, we, and we have, uh, oh, we can look at this story, too. Oh, my gosh. With scientists discovering mm-hmm. uh, technology that could read the memories of recently deceased. Would you want to do that? Wow. Wow. Um, would you want to do that? I, I don't think no, so. No, not at all. I because would you want someone so. reading your Okay, I, I answered my own question. Nobody <laughs> wants to read your mind, dead or, or especially, alive. Especially right after I've just died. Oh, man, you don't know what I'm thinking. I mean, you don't know what I'm thinking now, but... Right after I just died, you might be thinking. I know you well enough to know that I don't want to know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about what I could possibly be thinking about when I when I die. Because <laughs> what I'd be thinking of, uh, you know, of course you you say out loud, well, I'd be thinking of my family, my wife, and my children. and I'm just so sad not being with them anymore. I just passed away. And I, I'm floating above my body and look at them all around me, you know, crying. Or you're thinking about the girlfriend. Who's going to tell her? I mean, I don't know. I don't want you to be thinking. You don't want people to know what you're thinking, right? Is she going to find out in the obituaries? (laughs) Right. You don't know what you're just thinking about when you first die. You don't want to share that. You just don't. (laughs) Hey, let me tell you about a weight loss product. You're welcome. A weight loss product that's quickly becoming part of the Blaze family. I told you about one product that we're seeing everywhere around this building. And here's another one. I see everybody, 
walking around with their Riduzone bottle. Shaking up, got any Riduzone? Got any Riduzone? Well, yes. Well, you too can be part of that, okay? Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged new dietary supplement to support a healthy weight and be part of a concerted effort to eradicate obesity and metabolic disorders. Look, you know that uh, diet and exercise are the basic formula for weight loss, whether you like it or not. It's the way it is. But with Riduzone, you get to that extra boost uh, in your in your plan to be healthier. Riduzone launched by a local company who's taken the good stuff from olive oil, think of that, and created a patented product containing OEA. That's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite while helping to burn fat. Hello, seems like a no-brain process. Let's do it. Diet, exercise, Riduzone. With proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone is going to help you lose the weight. Maybe even more important, helps keep it off. Now, you know Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, she does uh, the news and why it matters. She hosts that show with uh, some of the other people in this building, whatever their names are. What yeah, are I they? don't know any of them. Yeah, one of them is... Uh, one of them, it doesn't matter. Sarah hosts the show. <laughs> you care about that. Well, she's taking uh, the Riduzone and loves it. And it's uh, it's much easier to control her appetite. And she's not thinking about food all day. And what makes her most important? She's lost over 100 pounds and kept it off. And Riduzone is now helping her do it as well. Pretty sweet. You know what? Why don't you order yours right now? Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. Riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, gets you 30% off a three-month supply. 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. Wrapping it up here. Uh, you get uh, a replay of the Glenn Beck radio program immediately following this broadcast right into a Buck Sexton show live from the Premier Radio Networks on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, they're really, when you start your day here, there's no need to go anywhere else. I mean, you got Doc Thompson in the morning, Glenn Beck, Pat Gray program, and then uh, you just kind of hang out for a little bit, drink a cup of coffee, and you get Buck Sexton. Yeah, drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Drink coffee. It's what important. he said. Coffee. It's yeah, important. I could use a cup of coffee right now. Hmm. Big, big, hot, black cup of coffee. I could use you know, a, that's a cup of something else. It's kind of thing with the whole Starbucks thing. I don't understand. I'm confused by the uh, the whole racism thing by Starbucks. It almost feels like a setup. And I, and I don't know that it is. But, you know, the guys originally, we showed the video on the morning show uh, I, when I was in for Doc on Monday. And we showed uh, the guys being arrested. It didn't talk about what happened prior to that. It just said that they'd been sitting there a long time, and the manager called the police, and they were arrested. Well, apparently they came in, asked to use the restroom. They were told that they couldn't use the restroom unless they purchased. The restrooms are for customers only. They didn't buy anything. They just turned around and sat down. Well, that's what alerted the people at Starbucks and the manager to say, what are these guys doing? So he didn't have to go to the bathroom that bad. Because he waited there for a couple hours and then he was arrested, which hauled him off to jail. 
Uh, did, cops weren't letting him go to the bathroom unless he peed or pooped in the back of that cop car. So, you know, I'd like to know what the heck, how, well, how that happened. So he wasn't going to the bathroom until uh, he got to the jail. We know how much fun that is. I mean, you know that, Keith. You know how easy it is to use the restroom in the jail. Um, I would rather you tell us. <laughs> I just find it a little, a little strange. Who hasn't gone into like a, a McDonald's or something like that? Gone to the just bathroom to use the restroom. Head on your way. Right. Are they going to stop you in the parking lot? I don't know. No, but it's they just, don't have that policy. Yeah. Right. This many places around the country do have that policy. All right, before I leave, though, and earlier we talked about uh, Stormy Daniels on tour, Mm -hmm. but uh, she was nice enough to release a composite sketch. of. Remember when she talked about uh, the man that uh, threatened her uh, in the parking lot in Vegas? And she was so frightened for her family and her children that she couldn't really remember what he looked like. But she was so frightened for her family and her children. She didn't really, she was so frightened she didn't really tell anybody for a while either. But that's another story in itself. (laughs) She has released a composite of what the person looks like. And uh, I, I don't know if you if you have the same uh, idea as many people do, but uh, the person who approached her in Vegas um, back in 2011 mm-hmm. looks like it could uh, quite possibly be uh, Tom oh, Brady. Hello, <laughs> Tom Brady is the Tom one. Tom Brady is doing leg work for Trump right? in Vegas. Arrest him now. I mean, we need Sorry. we need words. The one sketch. I mean, you put a hood on this guy. It's the Netflix Unabomber show, Manhunt. It's a Unabomber. I mean, I, are we actually are we actually considering what Stormy Daniels, a composite sketch of someone she said she doesn't remember, but it was so scaring and jarring for her and her family that she didn't tell anybody about it, but we're actually going to let her create a news story on this is the person? This so we need news? to get Tom Brady off the streets. Are you kidding? You know, I tell you what, I tell you what, let him Agonizing. run free for a few months out on bail or whatever, you know, yeah. and then... Uh, Long about, oh, say Labor Day-ish. <laughs> Let's incarcerate the man for the next four months. Tom Brady, get, get gone. Pretty sure get Keith Melnick is not the only person that wants that to happen. <laughs> All right, thanks for coming along for the ride today. We'll see you, and if uh, we can find Pat, we'll leash him back up. He'll be back tomorrow. If not, see you then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.